0: RTE Podcasts present the RTE Players complete production of Ulysses by James Joyce, recorded in 1982. Episode 18, Penelope, 3am, 17th of June 1904, 7 Eccles Street and the Hill of Hoth. "'Cos he never did a thing
1: like that before as asked to get his breakfast in bed with a couple of eggs since the City Arms Hotel, "'when he used to be pretending to be laid up with a sick voice, "'doing his highness to make himself interesting to that old faggot Mrs. Reardon, "'that he thought he had a great leg of and she never left us a farthing. "'All for masses for herself and her soul. "'Greatest miser ever was, actually afraid to lay out fourpence for her methylated spirit.' "'Telling me all her ailments. "'She would too much old chat in her about politics and earthquakes and the end of the world. "'Let us have a bit of fun, for as God help the world, "'if all the women were her sort, down on bathing suits and low necks, "'of course nobody wanted her to wear. "'I suppose she was pious, because no man would look at her twice. "'I hope I'll never be like her. I wonder she didn't want us to cover our faces. "'But she was a well-educated woman, certainly, "'and her gabby talk about Mr. Reardon here and Mr. Reardon there— I suppose he was glad to get shut of her and her dogs, smelling my fur, and always edging to get up under my petticoats, especially then. Still, I like that in him, polite to old women like that, and waiters, and beggars too. He's not proud out of nothing, but not always. If ever he got anything really serious the matter with them, it's much better for them to go into hospital where everything is clean. But I suppose I'd have to drink it into him for a month. Yes, and then we'd have a hospital nurse next thing on the carpet, have him staying there till they throw him out, or a nun, maybe, like the smutty photo he has, she's as much a nun as I'm not. Yes, because they're so weak and puling when they're sick, they want a woman to get well. If his nose bleeds, you'd think it was oh tragic, and that dying looking one off the South Circle when he sprained his foot at the choir party at the old Sugarloaf Mountain the day I wore that dress. Miss Stack. "'Bringing him flowers, the worst old one she could find at the bottom of the basket. "'Anything at all to get into a man's bedroom with her old maid's voice, "'trying to imagine he was dying on account of her. "'To never see thy face again. Though he looked more like a man with his beard a bit grown in the bed. "'Father was the same. "'Besides, I hate bandaging and dosing. "'When he cut his toe with the razor, paring his corns, afraid he'd get blood-poisoning.' but if it was a thing I was sick, then we'd see what attention. Only, of course, the woman hides it, not to give all the trouble they do. Yes, he came somewhere, I'm sure, by his appetite. Anyway, love it's not her, he'd be off his feed thinking of her, so either it was one of those night women, if it was down there he was, really, and the hotel story he made up a pack of lies to hide it, planning it. Hines kept me. "'Who did I meet? "'Oh, yes, I met. "'Do you remember Menton? "'And who else? "'Who? "'Let me see. "'That big babby face, "'I saw him and he not long married, "'flirting with a young girl at Poole's Miriarama, "'and turned my back on him "'when he slinked out, looking quite conscious. "'What harm! "'But he had the impudence to make up to me one time. "'Well done to a mouth almighty "'and his boiled eyes of all the big stupors I ever met, "'and that's called a solicitor. "'Only for I hate having a long wrangle in bed.' or else if it's not that it's some little bitch or other he got in with somewhere or picked up on the sly if they only knew him as well as i do yes because the day before yesterday he was scribbling something a letter when i came into the front room for the matches to show him dignam's death in the paper as if something told me and he covered it up with the blotting paper pretending to be thinking about business so very probably that was it to somebody who thinks she has a softy in him, because old men get a bit like that at his age, especially getting on to forty as he is now, so as to wheedle any money she can out of him, no fool like an old fool, and then the usual kissing my bottom was to hide it. Not that I care two straws who we does it with, or knew before that way, though I'd like to find out. "'so long as I don't have the two of them under my nose all the time, "'like that slut, that Mary we had in Ontario Terrace "'padding out our false bottom to excite him. "'Bad enough to get the smell of those painted women off him "'once or twice I had a suspicion by getting him to come near me "'when I found the long hair on his coat. "'Without that one, when I went into the kitchen, "'pretending he was drinking water.' "'One woman is not enough of them. "'It was all his fault, of course, ruining servants, "'then proposing she could eat at our table at Christmas, if you please. "'Oh, no, thank you. "'Not in my house, stealing my potatoes and the oysters two and six per dozen, "'Going out to see her aunt, if you please. "'Common robbery, so it was. "'But I was sure he had something on with that one. "'It takes me to find out a thing like that. "'I said you have no proof. "'It was her proof. "'Oh, yes, her aunt was very fond of oysters.' "'But I told her what I thought of her, suggesting me to go out, to be alone with her. "'I wouldn't lure myself to spy on them. "'The goddess I found in her room the Friday she was out, that was enough for me, a little bit too much. "'I saw, too, that her face swelled up on her with temper when I gave her her week's notice. "'Better do without them altogether. "'Do out the rooms myself quicker, only for the damn cooking and throwing out the dirt. "'I gave it to him, anyhow. "'Either she or me leaves the house.' I couldn't even touch him if I thought he was with a dirty, barefaced faced liar and sloven like that one, denying it up to my face, and singing about the place in the WC, too, because she knew she was too well off. Yes, because he couldn't possibly do without it that long, so he must do it somewhere. And the last time he came on my bottom, when was it? The night boiling gave my hand a great squeeze, going along by the talker. In my hand there steals another— "'I just pressed the back of his like that with my thumb to squeeze back, singing, "'The young May Moon, she's being in love. "'Because he has an idea about him and me, he's not such a fool. "'He said, I'm dining out and going to the gaiety, so I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. "'In any case, God knows he's changing away not to be always and ever wearing the same old hat.' "'unless I paid some nice-looking boy to do it, since I can't do it myself. "'A young boy would like me. "'I'd confuse him a little alone with him if we were. "'I'd let him see my garters, the new ones. i make him turn red looking at him, seduce him. "'I know what boys feel with that down on their cheek, "'doing that frigging, drawing out the thing by the hour. "'Question and answer. "'Would you do this, that, and the other with the coalman? "'Yes. With the bishop? Yes, I would.' "'because I told him about some dean or bishop "'was sitting beside me in the Jews' temple's gardens "'when I was knitting that woollen thing, "'a stranger to Dublin. "'What place was it? "'And so on about the monuments, "'and he tied me out with statues, "'encouraging him, making him worse than he is. "'Who is in your mind now? "'Tell me, who are you thinking of? "'Who is it? "'Tell me his name. "'Who? "'Tell me who. "'The German Emperor, is it?' "'Yes. That. I'm him.' think of him can you feel him trying to make a whore of me what he never will he ought to give it up now at his age simply ruination for any woman and no satisfaction in it, pretending to like it till he comes and then finish it off myself anyway that makes your lips pale anyhow it's done now once and for all with all the talk of the world about it people make it's only the first time after that it's just the ordinary do it and think no more about it why can't you kiss a man without going and marrying him first? You sometimes love to, wildly when you feel that way. So nice all over you, you can't help yourself. I wish some man or other would take me sometimes when he's there and kiss me in his arms. There's nothing like a kiss long and hot down to your soul almost paralyzes you. Then I hate that confession when I used to go to Father Corrigan. He touched me, Father. And What harm if he did? Where? And I said, on the canal bank, like a fool. "'But whereabouts on your person, my child?' "'On the leg behind. High up, was it?' "'Yes, rather high up. Was it where you sit down?' "'Yes.' "'Oh, Lord, couldn't he say bottom right out and have done with it? "'What's that got to do with it? "'And did you—whatever way he put it, I forget—no father. "'And I always think of the real father. "'What does he want to know for when I already confessed it to God?' "'He had a nice, fat hand, the palm moist always. "'I wouldn't mind feeling it. "'Neither would he, I'd say, by the bull-neck and his horse-collar. "'I wondered did he know me in the box. "'I could see his face. He couldn't see mine. "'Of course, he'd never turn or let on. "'Still, his eyes were red when his father died. "'The lost for a woman, of course, must be terrible when a man cries, "'let alone them. "'I'd like to be embraced by one in his vestments "'and the smell of incense off him, like the Pope.' "'Besides, there's no danger with the priest if you're married. "'He's too careful about himself. "'Then give something to H.H. H. the Pope for a penance. "'I wonder, was he satisfied with me? "'One thing, I didn't like his slapping me behind, "'going away so familiarly in the hall, "'though I laughed. "'I'm not a horse or an ass, am I? "'I suppose he was thinking of his father. "'I wonder, is he awake thinking of me, or dreaming? "'Am I in it? "'Who gave him that flour?' he said he bought. "'He smelt of some kind of drink, not whisky or stout, "'or perhaps the sweetie kind of paste they stick their bills up with. "'Some liquor. "'I'd like to sip those rich-looking green and yellow expensive drinks, "'those stage-door Johnny's drink, with the opera hats. "'I tasted one with my finger, "'dipped out of that American that had the squirrel, "'talking stamps with father.' He had all he could do to keep himself from falling asleep after. The last time we took the port and potted meat, it had a fine salty taste. Yes, because I felt lovely and tired myself and fell asleep as sound as a top the moment I popped straight into bed till that thunder woke me as if the world was coming to an end. God be merciful, I thought the heavens were coming down about us to punish when I blessed myself and said a Hail Mary, like those awful thunderbolts in Gibraltar. And then they come and tell you there's no God. What could you do if it was running and rushing about nothing, only make an act of contrition? The candle I lit that evening in White Fry Street Chapel for the month of May, see, it brought its luck. Though he'd scoff if he heard, because he never goes to church mass or meeting. He says your soul, you have no soul inside, only grey matter, because he doesn't know what it is to have one. Yes, when I lit the lamp, Yes, because he must have come three or four times with that tremendous big red brute of a thing he has. I thought the vein or whatever the dickens the gold was going to burst. Though his nose is not so big. After I took off all my things with the blinds down, after my hours dressing and perfuming and combing, it like iron or some kind of a thick crowbar standing all the time. He must have eaten oysters, I think a few dozen. He was in great singing voice. "'I never in all my life felt anyone had one the size of that "'to make you feel full of. "'He must have eaten a whole sheep after. "'What's the idea of making us like that "'with a big hole in the middle of us, "'like a stallion driving it up into you? "'Because that's all they want out of you. "'With that determined, vicious look in his eye, i had to half shut my eyes. Still, he hadn't such a tremendous amount of spunk in him "'when I made him pull it out and do it on me, "'considering how big it is. "'So much the better in case any of it wasn't washed out properly. "'The last time I let him finish it in me, "'Nice invention they made for women, for him to get all the pleasure. "'But if someone gave them a touch of it themselves, "'they'd know what I went through with Milly. "'Nobody would believe cutting her teeth, too. "'And Mina purifies husband. "'Give us a swing out of your whiskers. "'Filling her up with a child or twins once a year as regular as the clock, "'always with the smell of children off her, "'the one they called budgers or something, "'like a nigger with a shock of hair on it. "'Jesus, Jack, the child is a black!' "'The last time I was there, a squad of them falling over one another "'and bawling you couldn't hear your ear. "'Supposed to be healthy, not satisfied till they have a swollen-out "'like elephants or I don't know what. "'Supposing I risked having another, not of him, "'though still if he was married I'm sure he'd have a fine strong child, "'but I don't know. "'Poldy has more spunk in him. "'Yes, that'd be awfully jolly. "'I suppose it was meeting Josie Powell and the funeral "'and thinking about me and Boylan set him off.' "'Well, he can think what he likes now if that'll do him any good. "'I know they were spooning a bit when I came on the scene. "'He was dancing and sitting out with her "'the night of Georgina Simpson's housewarming. "'And then he wanted to ram it down my neck "'on account of not liking to see her a wallflower. "'That was why we had the stand-up row over politics. "'He began it, not me, "'when he said about our Lord being a carpenter. "'At last he made me cry. "'Of course a woman is so sensitive about everything. "'I was fuming with myself after for giving in.' only for I knew he was gone on me, and the first socialist he said he was. He annoyed me so much I couldn't put him into a temper. Still, he knows a lot of mixed-up things, especially about the body and the insides. I often wanted to study up that myself, what we have inside us, in that family physician. I could always hear his voice talking when the room was crowded and watch him after that. I pretended I had on a coolness with her over him, because he used to be a bit on the jealous side whenever he asked, "'Who are you going to?' and I said, "'Over to Floy And he made me the present of Lord Byron's poems and the three pair of gloves, so that finished that. I could quite easily get him to make it up any time I know how. I'd even supposing he got in with her again and was going out to see her somewhere. I'd know if he refused to eat the onions.' "'I know plenty of ways. Ask him to tuck down the collar of my blouse "'or touch him with my veil and gloves on going out. "'One kiss, then, would send them all spinning. "'However, all right, we'll see, then. Let him go to her. "'She, of course, would only be too delighted to pretend she's mad in love with him. "'That I wouldn't so much mind. I'd just go to her and ask her, "'Do you love him? And look her square in the eyes. She couldn't fool me.' But he might imagine he was, and make a declaration with his plabbery kind of a man to her, like he did to me. Though I had the devil's own job to get it out of him, though I liked him for that, it showed he could hold in and wasn't to be got for the asking. He was on the pop of asking me, to the night in the kitchen I was rolling the potato cake. There's something I want to say to you, only for I put him off letting on I was in a temple with my hands and arms full of pasty flour. "'In any case, I let out too much the night before, talking of dreams, "'so I didn't want to let him know more than was good for him. "'She used to be always embracing me, Josie, whenever he was there, "'meaning him, of course, globing me over, "'and when I said I washed up and down as far as possible, "'asking me did you wash possible. "'The women are always egging on to that, putting it on thick when he's there. "'They know by his sly eye, blinking a bit, "'putting on the indifferent when they come out with something.' "'Kind he is. What spoils him, I don't wonder in the least. "'But he was very handsome at that time, "'trying to look like Lord Byron, I said I liked, "'though he was too beautiful for a man. "'And he was a little before we got engaged. "'Afterwards, though she didn't like it so much, "'the day I was in fits of laughing with the giggles, "'I couldn't stop (laughs) about all my hairpins falling one after another "'with the mass of hair I had. "'You are always in great humour, she said.' "'Yes, because he grigged her, because she knew what it meant, "'because I used to tell her a good bit of what went on between us, "'not all, but just enough to make her mouth water. "'But that wasn't my fault. "'She didn't darken the door much after we were married. "'I wonder what she's got like now "'after living with that dotty husband of hers. "'She had her face beginning to look drawn and run down. "'The last time I saw her, "'she must have been just after a row with her, "'because I saw on the moment she was edging "'to draw down a conversation about husbands "'and talk about him to run them down.' "'What was it she told me?' "'Oh, yes, that sometimes he used to go to bed with his muddy boots on "'when the maggot takes him. "'Just imagine having to get into bed with a thing like that "'that might murder you any moment. "'What a man! "'That's not the one way everyone goes mad. "'Poldy, anyway, whatever he does, "'always wipes his feet on the mat when he comes in, wet or shine, "'and always blacks his own boots, too, "'and he always takes off his hat when he comes up in the street like that.' "'And now he's going about in his slippers "'to look for £10,000 for a postcard. "'You pee up! "'Sweetheart, May wouldn't a thing like that "'simply bore you stiff to extinction. "'Actually too stupid even to take his boots off. "'Now what could you make of a man like that? "'I'd rather die twenty times over "'than marry another of their sex. "'Of course he'd never find another woman like me "'to put up with him the way I do. "'Know me, come sleep with me, yes, "'and he knows that too at the bottom of his heart.' Take that mrs maybrick that poisoned her husband for what i wonder in love with some other man yes it was found out on her wasn't she the downright villain to go and do a thing like that of course some men can be dreadfully aggravating drive you mad and always the worst word in the world what do they ask us to marry them for if we're so bad as all that comes to yes because they can't get on without us white arsenic she put in his tea off fly-paper wasn't she? wonder why they call it that I asked him, he'd say it's from the Greek. Leave us as wise as we were before. She must have been madly in love with the other fellow, run the chance of being hanged. <gasps> she didn't care if that was her nature. What could she do besides they're not brutes enough to go and hang a woman, surely, are they? They're all so different. Boylan, talking about the shape of my foot, he noticed at once, even before he was introduced. When I was in the DBC with Poldie, laughing and trying to listen, I was wagging my foot. We both ordered two teas in plain bread and butter. "'I saw him looking with his two old maids-of-sisters "'when I stood up and asked the girl where it was. "'What do I care with it dropping out of me "'and that black-clothes-bridges he made me buy? "'Takes you half an hour to let them down, "'wetting all myself. "'Always with some brand-new fad every other week. "'Such a long one I did. "'I forgot my suede-gloves on the seat behind that I never got, "'after some robber of a woman, "'and he wanted me to put it in the Irish Times, "'Lost in the ladies' lavatory, D.B.C. Dame Street, "'fine to return to Mrs. Marion Bloom.' And I saw his eyes on my feet going out through the turning door. He was looking when I looked back. And I went there for tea two days after in the hope. But he wasn't. Now, how did that excite him? Because I was crossing them when we were in the other room first. He meant the shoes that are too tight to walk in. My hand is nice like that. If only I had a ring with a stone for my month, a nice aquamarine. i will stick him for one and a gold bracelet.' I don't like my foot so much. Still, I made him spend once with my foot the night after Goodwin's botch-up of a concert. So cold and windy it was. Well, we had that rum in the house to mull, and the fire wasn't black out when he asked to take off my stockings lying on the hearth-rug in Lombard Street. Well, and another time it was my muddy boots he'd like me to walk and all the horse's dung I could find. But of course he's not natural like the rest of the world. That I... What did he say? "'I could give nine points and ten to Catty Lanner and beat her. "'What does that mean?' I asked him. "'I forget what he said, because the stop-press edition just passed, "'and the man with the curly hair and the Luke and dairy that's so polite—' "'I think I saw his face before, Summer. "'I noticed him when I was tasting the butter. "'So I took my time. "'Bart tell Darcy, too, that he used to make fun of "'when he commenced kissing me on the choir stairs "'after I sang Guno's Ave Maria.' What are we waiting for? Oh, my heart! Kiss Mr. Rate on the brow and part. Which is my brown part? He was pretty hot for all his tinny voice too. My low notes—he was always raving about. If you can believe him, I liked the way he used his mouth singing. Then he said, it "Wasn't it terrible to do that there in a place like that?" I don't see anything so terrible about it. "'I'll tell him about that some day, not now, and surprise him. "'Aye, and I'll take him there and show him the very place too. we did it. "'So now, there you are, like it, O "'if he thinks nothing can happen without him knowing. "'He hadn't an idea about my mother till we were engaged, "'otherwise he'd never have got me so cheap as he did. "'He was ten times worse himself, anyhow, "'begging me to give him a tiny bit cut off my drawers.' "'That was the evening coming along Kenwood Square. "'He kissed me in the eye of my glove. "'I had to take it off, asking me questions. "'Is it permitted to inquire the shape of my bedroom? "'So I let him keep it, as if I forgot to think of me. "'When I saw him slip it into his pocket, "'of course he's mad on the subject of drawers. "'That's plain to be seen. "'Always skeezing at those brazen-faced things on the bicycles "'with their skirts blowing up to their navels. "'Even when Millie and I were out with them at the open-air fete. "'that one in the cream muslin standing right against the sun "'so he could see every atom she'd on. "'When he saw me from behind, following in the rain, "'I saw him before he saw me, however, "'standing at the corner of the Harold's Cross Road "'with a new raincoat on him, "'with a muffler in the Zangari colours "'to show off his complexion and the brown hat, "'looking sly boots as usual.' What was he doing there where he'd no business? They can go and get whatever they like from anything at all with a skirt on it, and we're not to ask any questions. But they want to know, where were you? Where are you going? I could feel him coming along, skulking after me, his eyes on my neck. He'd been keeping away from the house. He felt it was getting too warm for him. So I half turned and stopped. Then he pestered me to say yes, till I took off my glove. "'Slowly watching him. "'He said my open-work sleeves were too cold for the rain. "'Anything for an excuse to put his hand to near me drawers. "'Drawers! The whole blessed time till I promised to give him the pair off my doll "'to carry about in his waistcoat pocket. <gasps> "'Maria Santissima! He did look a big fool, dripping at the rain. "'Splendid set of teeth he had made me hungry to look at them.' "'and beseeched of me to lift the orange petticoat I had on with the sun-ray pleats, "'that there was nobody,' he said. "'He'd kneel down in the wet if I didn't.' "'So persevering he would, to and ruin his new ring-coat. "'You never know what freak they take alone with you. "'They're so savage for it, if anyone was passing.' "'So I lifted them a bit, and touched his trousers outside, "'the way I used to to garden after with my ring-hand, "'to keep him from doing worse where it was too public.' I was dying to find out was he circumcised. He was shaking like a jelly all over. They want to do everything too quick, take all the pleasure out of it. And father, waiting all the time for his dinner, he told me to say I left my purse in the butcher's and had to go back for it. What a deceiver. Then he wrote me that letter with all those words in it. How could he have the face to any woman after his company manners? Making it so awkward after when we met, asking me, have I offended you with my eyelids down? "'Of course, he saw I wasn't. "'He had a few brains, "'not like that other fool, Henny Dorne. "'He was always breaking or tearing something in the charades. "'I hate an unlucky man. "'And if I knew what it meant, "'of course I had to say, "'No, for form's sake, don't understand you,' I said. "'And wasn't it natural? "'So it is, of course. "'It used to be written up with a picture of a woman's "'on that wall in Gibraltar with that word. "'I couldn't find anywhere, "'only for children seeing it too young. "'Then writing a letter every morning, sometimes twice a day. I liked the way he made love then. He knew the way to take a woman when he sent me the eight big poppies, because mine was the eighth. Then I wrote the night he kissed my heart at Dolphin's Barn. I couldn't describe it. It simply makes you feel like nothing on earth. But he never knew how to embrace well like Gardner. I hope he'll come on Mondays, he said, at the same time. for "'I hate people who come at all hours. "'Answer the door. "'You think it's the vegetables. "'Then it's somebody. "'And you all undressed. "'Or the door of the filthy, sloppy kitchen blows open "'the day old frosty-faced Goodwin called about the concert "'in Lombard Street, and I just after dinner "'all flushed and tossed with boiling old stew. "'Don't look at me, Professor. "'I had to say I'm a fright.' "'Yes, but he was a real old gent in his way. "'It was impossible to be more respectful.' "'Nobody to say you're out. You have to peep out through the blind. "'Like the messenger boy today, I thought it was a put-off first, "'him sending the port and the peaches first. "'I was just beginning to yawn with nerves, "'thinking he was trying to make a fool of me "'when I knew his tat rat tat at the door. "'He must have been a bit late, because it was a quarter after three "'when I saw the two Daedalus girls coming from school. "'I never know the time. "'Even that watch he gave me never seems to go properly. "'I'd want to get it looked after.' "'when I threw the penny to that lame sailor "'for England, home and beauty, "'when I was whistling, "'there is a charming girl I love.' "'And I hadn't even put on my clean shift "'or powdered myself for a thing. "'Then, this day we are to go to Belfast. "'Just as well he has to go to Ennis's father's anniversary, "'the 27th. "'It wouldn't be pleasant if he did. "'Suppose our rooms at the hotel were beside each other "'and any fooling went on in the new bed, "'I couldn't tell him to stop and not bother me "'with him in the next room.' "'or perhaps some Protestant clergyman with a cough knocking on the wall. "'Then he wouldn't believe it next day we didn't do something. "'It's all very well, a husband, but you can't fool a lover. "'After me telling him we never did anything, of course he didn't believe me. "'No, it's better he's going where he is. "'Besides, something always happens with him. "'The time going to the Mallow concert, at Maribor, "'ordering boiling soup for the two of us. "'Then the bell rang. "'Out he walks down the platform with the soup splashing about, "'taking spoonfuls of it hadn't the nerve, and the waiter after making a holy show of his screeching and confusion for the engine to start but he wouldn't pay till he finished it the two gentlemen in the third class carriage said he was quite right, so he was too. i so pig-headed sometimes when he gets a thing into his head a good job he was able to open the carriage door with his knife with it have taken us on to Cork I suppose that was done out of revenge on them Oh "'I love jaunting in a train or a car with lovely soft cushions. "'I wonder will he take a first class for me. "'He might want to do it in the train by tipping the guard well. "'Oh, I suppose there'll be the usual idiots of men "'gaping at us with their eyes as stupid as ever they can possibly be. "'That was an exceptional man, that common workman "'that left us alone in the carriage that day going to Hoth. "'I'd like to find out something about him. "'One or two tunnels, perhaps.' "'Then you have to look out the window. "'All the nice are coming back. "'Supposing I never came back, what would they say? "'Eloped with them. "'That gets you on on the stage. "'The last concert I sang at, where? "'So for a year ago. When was it? "'St. Teresa's Hall, Clarendon Street. "'Little chits of misses they have now singing, "'Cathleen Carney and her like.' On account of father being in the army and my singing the absent-minded beggar and wearing a brooch for Lord Roberts when I had the map of it all and polled not Irish enough. Was he him managed it this time? I wouldn't put it past him. Like he got me on to sing of the Stabat matter by going round saying he was putting lead kindly light to music. I put him up to that till the Jesuits found out he was a Freemason pumping the piano, lead thou me on, copy from some old opera. Yes and he was going about with some of them sinner fane lately, or whatever they call themselves, talking his usual trash and nonsense. He says that little man he showed me without the neck is very intelligent, the coming man. Griffith, is he? Well, he doesn't look it, that's all I can say. Still, it must have been him he knew there was a boycott. I hate the mention of politics after the war, that Pretoria and Lady Smith and Bloemfontein, where Gardner. Lieutenant Stanley G., 8th Battalion, 2nd East Lanx Regiment of Enteric Fever. He was a lovely fellow in khaki and just the right height over me. I'm sure he was brave, too. He said I was lovely the evening we kissed goodbye at the canal lock. My Irish beauty. He was pale with excitement about going away. Or oh, we be seen from the road. He couldn't stand properly, and I so hot as I never felt. They could have made their peace in the beginning... "'for old Doom Paul and the rest of the old Krugers "'go and fight it out between them, "'instead of dragging on for years, "'killing any fine-looking men there were with their fever. "'If he was even decently shot, it wouldn't have been so bad. "'I love to see a regiment pass in review. "'The first time I saw the Spanish cavalry at La Roque, it was lovely. "'After looking across the bay from Algeciras, "'all the lights of the rock like fireflies. "'All those sham battles on the Fifteen Acres.' "'the black watch with their kilts in time of the march past, "'the Tenth Hussars, the Prince of Wales' own, or the Lancers. "'The Lancers, they grand, or the Dublin's that won to gala. "'His father made his money over selling the horses for the cavalry. "'Well, he could buy me a nice present up in Belfast after what I gave. "'They've lovely linen up there, or oh, one of those nice kimono things.' "'I must buy a mothball like I had before to keep in the drawer with them. "'It would be exciting going around with them shopping, "'buying those things in a new city. "'Better leave this ring behind. want to keep turning and turning to get it over the knuckle there. "'Or they might bell it round the town in their papers or tell the police on me. "'But they think we were married.' "'Oh, let them all go and smother themselves, for the fat lot I care. "'He has plenty of money and he's not a marrying man, "'so somebody better get it out of them.' If I could only find out whether he likes me. I looked a bit washy, of course, when I looked close in the hand last powdering. A mirror never gives you the expression. Besides, scrooching down on me like that all the time with his big hip-bones. He's heavy, too, with his hairy chest for this heat. Always having to lie down for them. Better for him to put it into me from behind the way Mrs. Mastiansky told me her husband made her, like the dogs do it, and stick out her tongue as far as ever she could. And he's so quiet and mild with his ting-a-ting either, could you ever be up to me the way it takes them? Lovely stuff in that blue suit he had on, and stylish tie and socks with the sky-blue silk things on them. He's certainly well off, I know by the cut his clothes have, and his heavy watch but he was like a perfect devil for a few minutes after he came back with a stop press, tearing up the tickets and swearing blazes because he lost twenty quid, he said he lost, over that outside of that one. And half he put on, for me, on account of Lenehan's tip, cursing him to the lowest pits. That sponger, he was making free with me after the Glen Cree dinner, coming back that long jolt over the Featherbed mountain, after the Lord Mayor, looking at me with his dirty eyes, Val Dillon. "'That big heathen, I first noticed him at dessert when I was cracking the nuts with my teeth. "'I wished I could have picked every morsel of that chicken out of my fingers. "'It was so tasty and browned and as tender as anything, "'only for I didn't want to eat everything on my plate. "'Those forks and fish slices were hallmark silver, too. "'Oh, wish I had some. "'I could easily have slipped a couple into my muff when I was playing with them. "'Then always hanging out of them for money in a restaurant for the bit you put down your throat.' We have to be thankful for our mangy cup of tea itself as a great compliment to be noticed, the way the world is divided. In any case, if it's going to go on, I want at least two other good chemises for one thing. And, but I don't know what kind of drawers he likes. None at all, I think, didn't he say? Yes. And half the girls in Gibraltar never wore them either, naked as God made them. That Andalusian singing her manola, she didn't make much secret of what she hadn't. Yes and the second pair of silkette stockings is laddered after one day's wear. I could have brought them back to Lourdes this morning and kick up a row and made that one change them, only not to upset myself and run the risk of walking into him and ruining the whole thing. At one of those kid-fitting corsets I'd want, advertised cheap in the gentlewoman, with elastic gauze on the hips. He saved the one I have, but well, that's no good. What do they say? They give a delightful figure line, Eleven and six, obviating that unsightly broad appearance "'across the lower back to reduce flesh. "'My belly is a bit too big. "'I'll have to knock off the stout at dinner. "'Or am I getting too fond of it? "'The last they sent for more was as flat as a pancake. "'He makes his money. "'Easy Larry, they call him. "'The old mangy parsley-scented Christmas, "'a cottage cake and a bottle of hog "'while she tried to palm off his claret "'that he couldn't get anyone to drink. "'God spare his spit for fear he die of the drought.' Well, I must do a few breathing exercises. I wonder, is that anti-fat any good? Might overdo it. Tin ones are not so much the fashion now. Garters, that much I have. The violet pair I wore today. That's all he bought me out of the check he got on the first. Oh, no. There was the face lotion I finished the last of yesterday that made my skin like new. "'I told him over and over again, "'Get that made up in the same place and don't forget it. "'God only knows whether he did after all I said to him. "'I'll know by the bottle anyway. "'If not, I suppose I'll only have to wash in my piss, "'like beef tea or chicken soup, "'with some of that apopinix and violet. "'I thought it was beginning to look coarse or old a bit. "'The skin underneath is much finer where it peeled off, "'there on my finger after the burn. "'It's a pity it isn't all like that.' And the four paltry handkerchiefs, about six shillings and all. Sure, you can't get on in this world without style, all going in food and rent. When I get it, I'll lash it around, I tell you, in fine style. I always want to throw a handful of tea into the pot, measuring in mincing. If I buy a pair of old brogues itself, do you like those new shoes? Yes. How much were they? I've no clothes at all. The brown costume and the skirt and jacket and the one of the cleaners. Three. What's that for any woman? Cutting up this old hat and patching up the other? The men won't look at you and the women try to walk on you because they know you've no man. Then was all things getting dearer every day for the four years more I have of life up to thirty-five? No. and what am I at all? I'll be thirty-three in September. Will I? What? "'Oh, well, look at that Mrs Galbraith. "'She's much older than me. "'I saw her when I was out last week. "'Her beauty's on the wane. "'She was a lovely woman, magnificent head of hair, "'and her down to her waist, tossing it back like that. "'Like Kitty O'Shea in Grantham Street, First thing I did every morning to look across, "'see her combing it as if she loved it and was full of it. "'Pity I only got to know her the day before we left. "'And that Mrs Langtree, the Jersey Lily, "'the Prince of Wales, was in love with, I suppose he's like the first man going the roads only for the name of a king. They're all made the one way. Only a black man's I'd like to try. A beauty up to what was she? Forty-five. There was some funny story about the jealous old husband. What was it all? And an oyster knife. He went... No. He made her wear a kind of a tin thing round her. And the Prince of Wales, yes, he had the oyster knife. Can't be true a thing like that. Like some of those books he brings me, the works of Master Franzwa somebody, supposed to be a priest, about a child born out of her ear because her bum got fell out—a nice word for any priest to write—and her A dash E, as if any fool wouldn't know what that meant. I hate that pretending of all things, with the old blackguard's face on him. Anybody can see it's not true, and that ruby unfair tyrants. He brought me that twice. I remember when I came to page 50, the part about where she hangs them up out of a hook with a cord flagellate. Sure, there's nothing for a woman in that. All invention, made up, about he drinking the champagne out of her slipper after the ball was over. Like the infant Jesus in the crib at Inchicore in the Blessed Virgin's Arms, sure no woman could have a child that big taken out of her. And I thought first he came out of her side, because how could she go to the chamber when she wanted to? And she a rich lady. Of course she felt honoured. H.R.H. He was in Gibraltar the year I was born. I bet he found lilies there too, where he planted the tree. He planted more than that in his time. He might have planted me too if he'd come a bit sooner. Then I wouldn't be here as I am. He ought to chuck that free man, with the paltry few shillings he knocks out of it, and go into an office or something where he get regular pay, or a bank, "'where they could put him up on a throne to count the money all day. "'Of course, he prefers plottering about the house "'so you can't stir with him any sides. What's your program today? "'I wish he'd even smoke a pipe like father to get the smell of a man, "'or pretending to be mooching about for advertisements "'when he could have been a Mr Cuff still only for what he did. "'Then sending me to try and patch it up. "'I could have got him promoted there to be the manager. "'He gave me a great mirada once or twice.' First, he was as stiff as the mischief. "'Really and truly, Mrs. Bloom. "'Only I felt rotten simply with the old rubbishy dress "'that I lost the leads out of the tails with no cut in it. "'But they're coming into fashion again. "'I bought it simply to please him. "'I knew it was no good by the finish. "'Pity I changed my mind of going to Todd and Burns, as I said, and not Lees. "'It was just like the shop itself. "'Rummage sale, a lot of trash. "'I hate those rich shops. Get on your nerves.' "'Nothing kills me altogether, only he thinks he knows a great lot about a woman's dress "'and cooking, mathering everything he can scar off the shelves into it. "'If I went by his advice, as every blessed hat I put on, does that suit me? "'Yes, take that. That's all right.' The one like a wedding cake standing up miles off my head, he said suited me, or the dish-cover one coming down on my backside on pins and needles about the shop-girl in that place in Grafton Street I had the misfortune to bring him into, and she as insolent as ever she could be with her smirk, saying, I'm afraid we're giving you too much trouble. What's she there for? But I stared it out of her. Yes, he was awfully stiff, and no wonder, but he changed the second time he looked poldy pig as usual, like the soup. But I could see him looking very hard at my chest when he stood up to open the door for me. It was nice of him to show me out in any case. I'm extremely sorry, Mrs. Bloom, believe me. Without making it too mark the first time, after him being insulted and me being supposed to be his wife, I just half smiled. I know my chest was out that way at the door when he said, I'm extremely sorry, and I'm sure you were. Yes, I think he made them a bit firmer, sucking them like that so long. He made me. Thirsty titties, he calls them. I had to laugh. Yes, this one, anyhow. Stiff the nipple gets for the least thing. I'll get him to keep that up and I'll take those eggs beaten up with Marsala. Fatten them out for him. What are all those veins and things curious the way it's made two the same in case of twins they're supposed to represent beauty placed up there like those statues in the museum, one of them pretending to hide it with her hand. are ah, they so beautiful? Of course, compared with what a man looks like with his two bags full and his other thing hanging down out of him or sticking up at you like a hat-rack, no wonder they had it with a cabbage leaf. The woman is beauty, of course, that's admitted. When he said I could pose for a picture naked to some rich fellow in Hollow Street, when he lost the job in Healy's and I was selling the clothes and strumming in the coffee palace, would I be like that bath of the nymph with my hair down? Yes, only she's younger. Or I'm a little like that dirty bitch in that Spanish photo he has. The nymphs used to go about like that, I asked him. That disgusting Cameron Highlander behind the meat market, or that other wretch with the red head behind the tree where the statue of the fish used to be, when I was passing, pretending he was pissing, standing out for me to see it with his baby clothes up to one side. The Queen's own, they were a nice lot. "'It's well the Surrey's relieve them. "'They're always trying to show it to you. "'Every time nearly I passed outside the men's greenhouse "'near the Hoggart Street station, "'just to try some fellow or other. "'Trying to catch my eye, "'or if it was one of the seven wonders of the world. "'Oh, and the stink of those rotten places. "'The night coming home with Poldy after the Comerford's party. "'Oranges and lemonade to make you feel nice and watery.' I went into one of them. It was so biting cold I couldn't keep it. When was that? Ninety-three. The canal was frozen. Yes, it was a few months after. A pity a couple of the Camerons weren't there to see me, squatting in the men's place. Mayadero. I tried to draw a picture of it before I tore it up. Like a sausage or something. I wonder they're not afraid going about, of getting a kick or a bang or something there. And that word, met, something, with hoses in it. And he came out with some jawbreakers about the incarnation. He never can explain a thing simply the way a body can understand. Then he goes and burns the bottom out of the pan, all for his kidney. This one, not so much. There's the mark of his teeth still, where he tried to bite the nipple. I just scream out, aren't they fearful, trying to hurt you? I'd a great breast of milk with Milly, enough for two. What was the reason of that? He said I could have got a pound a week as a wet nurse. All swelled out. The morning that delicate-looking student that stopped at number 28 with a citron's penrose nearly caught me washing through the window, only for I snapped up the towel to my face. That was his studenting. Heart me. they used to weaning her till he got Dr Brady to give me the belladonna prescription. I had to get him to suck them, they were so hard. He said it was sweeter and thicker than cows. Then he wanted to milk me into the tea. Well, he's beyond everything, I declare. Somebody ought to put him in the budget. If I only could remember the one half of the things, I'd write a book out of it. The Works of Master Paltry. Yes, and it's so much smoother, the skin, much An hour he was at them, I'm sure, by the clock, like some kind of a big infant I had at me. They want everything in their mouth. Oh, the pleasure those men get out of a woman. I can feel his mouth. Oh, Lord, I must stretch myself. I wished he was here or somebody to let myself go with and come again like that. I feel all fire inside me. Or if I could dream when he made me spend the second time tickling me behind with his finger I was coming for about five minutes with my legs round him I had to hug him after oh lord I wanted to shout out all sorts of things fuck or shit or anything at all only not to look ugly or those lines from the strain who knows the way he take it you want to feel your way with a man they're not all like him thank god some of them want you to be so nice about it I noticed the contrast he does it and doesn't talk I gave my eyes that look, with my hair a bit loose from the tumbling, and my tongue between my lips up to him, the savage brute. Thursday, Friday, one, Saturday, two, Sunday, three. Oh, Lord, I can't wait till Monday. Free from train somewhere whistling strength those engines have in them like big giants and the water rolling all over and out of them all sides like the end of love's old sweet song oh, the poor men that have to be out all night from their wives and families and those roasting engines stifling it was today I'm glad I burned the half of those old freemans and photo bits, leaving things like that lying around he's getting very careless and threw the rest of them up in the W.C. I'll get him to cut them tomorrow for me instead of having them there for the next year to get a few pence for them. Have him asking where's last January's paper? And all those old overcoats I bundled out of the hall making the place hotter than it is. The rain was lovely just after my beauty sleep. I thought it was going to get like Gibraltar. My goodness the heat there before the Levantaire came on. Black as night and the glare of the rock standing up in it like a big giant. Compared to their three-rock mountain, they think it so great. With the red sentries, here and there the poplars, and they all white-hot, and the mosquito nets, and the smell of the rainwater in those tanks, watching the sun all the time weltering down on you, faded. All that lovely frock. Father's friend, Mrs. Stanhope, sent me from the B. Marche, Paris. What a shame. My dearest Doggerina, she wrote. On what? She was very nice. What's this her other name was? Just a PC to tell you I sent the little present. I've just had a jolly warm bath and feel a very clean dog now. Enjoyed it. Wagger, she called him. "'Wogger'd give anything to be back in jib "'and hear you sing, in old Madrid, or waiting. "'Conconi is the name of those exercises he bought me. "'One of those new, some word I couldn't make out, "'shawls, amusing things, but tear for the least thing. "'Still they're lovely, I think, don't you? "'We'll always think of the lovely teas we had together, "'scrumptious currant scones and raspberry wafers I adore. Well now, dearest Doggerina, be sure and write soon. Kind. She left out regards to your father also, Captain Grove. With love, yours affly, X, 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 X X. She didn't look a bit married, just like a girl. He was years older than her. Walker. He was awfully fond of me when he held down the wire with his foot for me to step over at the bullfight at La Linnay when that matador Gómez was given the bull's ear. Clothes we have to wear, whoever invented them, expecting you to walk up Kalini Hill then, for example at that picnic, all stay, stop. You can't do a blessed thing in them in a crowd, run or jump out of the way. That's why I was afraid when that other ferocious old bull began to charge the banderillas with the sashes and the two things in their hats, and the brutes of men shouting, Bravo Toro! Sure the women were as bad in their nice white mantillas. Ripping all the whole insides out of those poor horses. I never heard of such a thing in all my life. Yes, he used to break his heart at me taking off the dog barking in Bell Lane. Poor brute, and it's sick. What became of them ever? I suppose they're dead long ago, the two of them. It's like all through a mist. Makes you feel so old. I made the scones. Of course, I had everything all to myself then. A girl hester we used to compare our hair mine was thicker than hers she showed me how to settle it at the back when i put it up and what's this else how to make a knot on a thread with the one hand we were like cousins what age was i then the night of the storm i slept in her bed she had her arms around me then we were fighting in the morning with the pillow what fun He was watching me whenever he got an opportunity at the band on the Alameda Esplanade when I was with Father and Captain Grove. I looked up at the church first and then at the windows, then down. And our eyes met. I felt something go through me like all needles. My eyes were dancing, I remember after when I looked at myself in the glass. Hardly recognised myself The change. I had a splendid skin from the sun and the excitement like a rose. I didn't get a wink of sleep wouldn't have been nice on account of her but i could have stopped it in time she gave me the moonstone to read that was the first i read of wilkie collins east Lynne i read and the shadow of ashley diet mrs henry wood henry dunbar by that other woman i lent him afterwards with mulvey's photo in it so as he see i wasn't without and lord lytton eugene aram molly Bourne she gave me by mrs hungerford on account of the name I don't like books with a Molly in them, like that one he brought me about the one from Flanders, a whore always shoplifting anything she could, cloth and stuff and yards of it. This blanket is too heavy on me. That's better. I haven't even worn decent nightdress. This thing gets all rolled up under me. Besides him and his fooling. That's better. "'I used to be weltering then in the heat, "'my shift drenched with the sweat stuck in the cheeks of my bottom, "'on the chair when I stood up. "'They were so fattish and firm when I got up on the sofa cushions "'to see with my clothes up. "'And the bugs, tons of them at night. "'And the mosquito nets. "'I couldn't read a line. "'Lord, how long ago it seems. Centuries. "'Of course they never come back, "'and she didn't put her address right on it either.' She may have noticed her Wagga people were always going away, and we never. I remember that day with the waves and the boats with their high heads rocking and the swell of the ship. Those officers' uniforms on shore leave made me seasick. He didn't say anything. He was very serious. I had the high-button boots on and my skirt was blowing. She kissed me six or seven times. Didn't I cry? Yes, I believe I did, or near it. "'My lips were tatering when I said goodbye. "'She had a gorgeous wrap oh, "'some special kind of blue colour on her for the voyage, "'made very peculiarly to one side-like, "'and it's extremely pretty. "'It got as dull as the devil after when they went. "'I was almost planning to run away mad out of it somewhere. "'We're never easy where we are, "'father or aunt or marriage. "'Waiting, always waiting.' to guide him to me waiting no speed his flying feet their damn guns bursting and booming all over the shop especially the queen's birthday and throwing everything down in all directions if you didn't open the windows when general ulysses grant whoever he was or did supposed to be some great fellow landed off the ship and old Spragg the consul "'that was there from before the flood, dressed up. "'Poor man, and he in mourning for the sun. "'Then the same old Revali in the morning, "'and drums rolling, "'and the unfortunate poor devils of soldiers "'walking about with mess tins, "'smelling the place more than the old long-bearded Jews "'and their jelly-bees and Levites' assembly, "'and sound, clear, "'and gunfire for the men to cross the lines, "'and the warden marching with his keys to lock the gates.' "'and the bagpipes. "'And only Captain Groves and Father "'talking about Rourke's Drift and Plevner "'and Sir Garnet Wolseley and Gordon at Khartoum,
0: "'lighting
1: the pipes for them every time they went out. "'Drunken old devil with his grog on the windowsill, "'catch him leaving any of it, "'picking his nose, "'trying to think of some other dirty story to tell up in a corner.' "'but he never forgot himself when I was there, "'sending me out of the room on some blind excuse, "'paying his compliments. "'The Bushmills' whisky-talking, of course, "'but he'd do the same to the next woman, came along. "'I suppose he died of galloping drink ages ago. "'The day's like years. "'Not a letter from a living soul except the odd few i posted to myself with bits of paper in them. "'So bored sometimes I could fight with my nails.' listening to that old Arab with the one eye and his heass of an instrument singing his ha, ha, ha. all my compliments on your hutch of your he As bad as now, with the hands hanging off me, looking out of the window, if there was a nice fellow even in the opposite house. That medical in Holler Street the nurse was after when I put on my gloves and hat at the window to show I was going out, "'Not a notion what I meant. "'Aren't they thick? "'Never understand what you say. "'Even you'd want to print it up on a big poster for them. "'Not even if you shake hands twice with the left. "'He didn't recognise me either "'when I half frowned at him outside Westland Road Chapel. "'Where does that great intelligence come in? "'I'd like to know. Grey matter? "'They have it all in their tail, if you ask me. "'Those country gougers up in the city arms. "'Intelligence?' They had a damn sight less than the bulls and cows they were selling. The meat and the coalman's bell. That noisy bugger trying to swindle me with the wrong bill he took out of his hat. What a pair of paws. And pots and pans and kettles to men. Any broken bottles for a poor man today? And no visitors are post ever except his cheques or some advertisements. Like that wonder worker they sent him addressed, dear madam. "'Only his letter, and the card from Millie this morning. "'See, she wrote a letter to him. "'Who did I get the last letter from? "'Oh, Mrs. Dwen. "'Now, whatever possessed her to write after so many years, "'to know the recipe I had for Pisto madrileno. "'Floy Dillon said she wrote to say she was married to a very rich architect, "'if I'm to believe all I hear, with a villa and eight rooms. "'Her father was an awfully nice man. He was near seventy, always good humour. Well, now, Miss Tweedy, or Miss Gillespie, there's the pianer that was. A solid silver coffee service he had, too, on the mahogany sideboard. Then dying so far away. I hate people that have always their poor story to tell. Everybody has their own troubles. That poor Nancy Blake died a month ago of acute pneumonia. "'Well, I didn't know her so well as all that. "'She was Floy's friend more than mine. "'It's a bother having to answer. "'He always tells me the wrong things "'and no stops to say, like making a speech. "'Your sad bereavement. "'Sympathy. "'I always make that mistake. "'And nephew, with two W's in. "'I hope he write me a longer letter the next time, "'if it's a thing he really likes me. oh. Thanks be to the great God I got somebody to give me what I badly wanted to put some heart up into me. You've no chances at all in this place like you used long ago. I wish somebody would write me a love letter. His wasn't much. And I told him he could write what he liked. Yours ever, Hugh Boylan. In Old Madrid. Silly women believe love is sighing, I am dying. Still, if he wrote it, I suppose there'd be some truth in it. True or no, it fills up your whole day and life. Always something to think about every moment and see it all around you like a new world. I could write the answer in bed to let him imagine me. Short, just a few words. "'not those long cross letters Attie Dillon used to write to the fellow "'that was something in the forecourts that jilted her after, "'out of the lady's letter-writer. "'When I told her to say a few simple words, he could twist how he liked. "'Not, acting with precipit-precipitancy, with equal candor, "'the greatest earthly happiness, answer to a gentleman's proposal affirmatively. "'My goodness, there's nothing else. "'It's all very fine for them.' "'But as for being a woman, as soon as you're old, "'they might as well throw you out on the bottom of the ash pit.' Mulveys was the first. "'When I was in bed that morning and Mrs Rubio brought it in with a coffee, "'she stood there, standing, when I asked her to hand me an eye pointing at them. "'I couldn't think of the word, a herpin to open it with. "'Ah, orquilla, disobliging old thing, and it staring her in the face.' with her switch of false hair in her, and vain about her appearance, ugly as she was, near eighty or a hundred, her face a mass of wrinkles, with all her religion, domineering, because she never could get over the Atlantic fleet coming in, half the ships of the world, and the Union Jack flying, with all her carabineros, because four drunken English sailors took all the rock from them, and because I didn't run into mass often enough in Santa Maria to please her with her shawl up on her, except when there was a marriage on, with all her miracles of the saints, and her black blessed virgin with the silver dress, and the sun dancing three times on Easter Sunday morning, and when the priest was going by with the bell, bringing the Vatican to the dying, blessing herself for his Majesty. An admirer, he signed it. I near jumped out of my skin.' I wanted to pick him up when I saw him following me along the Calle Royale in the shop window. Then he tipped me just in passing. I never thought he'd write making an appointment. I had it inside my petticoat bodice all day, reading it up in every hole and corner, while father was up at the drill instructing, to find out by the handwriting or the language of stamps. Singing, I remember, shall I wear a white robe? "'and I wanted to put on the old stupid clock to near the time. "'He was the first man kissed me under the Moorish wall. "'My sweetheart, when a boy. "'It never entered my head what kissing meant "'till he put his tongue in my mouth. "'His mouth was sweet like young. "'I put my knee up to him a few times to learn the way. "'What did I tell him? "'I was engaged, for fun.' to the son of a Spanish nobleman named Don Miguel de la Flora, and he believed that I was to be married to him in three years' time. There's many a true word spoken in jest, there is a flower that blooms. A few things I told him true about myself, just for him to be imagining. The Spanish girls he didn't like, I suppose one of them wouldn't have them. I got him excited. He crushed all the flowers on my bosom he brought me. He couldn't count the pesetas and the peragordas till I taught him. Capquin he came from, he said, on the black water. But it was too short then. The day before he left, May, yes, it was May, when the infant king of Spain was born. I'm always like that in the spring. I'd like a new fellow every year. Up on the tip-top under the rock gun near O'Hara's tower. I told him it was struck by lightning. And all about the old Barbary apes, they sent to Clapham, without a tail, careering all over the show on each other's back, Mrs. Rubio said. She was a regular old rock scorpion, robbing the chickens out of Intay's farm. And throw stones at you if you went to near. He was looking at I had that white blouse on open at the front to encourage him as much as I could, without too openly. They were just beginning to be plump. I said I was tired. We lay over the fir-tree cove, a wild place. I suppose it must be the highest rock in existence. The galleries and the casemates and those frightful rocks and St. Michael's cave with the icicles or whatever they call them, hanging down. And ladders, all the mud, clutching my boots. I'm sure that's the way down the monkeys go under the sea to Africa when they die. The ship's out far like chips. That was the Malta boat passing. Yes, the sea and the sky, you could do what you liked. Lie there forever. He caressed them outside. They loved doing that. "'It's the roundness there. "'I was leaning over him with my white rice-straw hat "'to take the newness out of it, the left side of my face the best. "'My blouse open for his last day. "'Transparent kind of shirt he had. "'I could see his chest pink. "'He wanted to touch mine with his for a moment, but I wouldn't let him. "'He was awfully put out first. For fear, you never know, consumption or leave me with the child, embarazada. That old servant Ines told me that one drop, even if it got into you at all. After I tried with the banana, but I was afraid it might break and get lost up in me somewhere. Yes, because they once took something down out of a woman that was up there for years covered with lime salts. They're all mad to get in there where they come out of. you think they could never get far enough up. And then they're done with you and away till the next time? Yes, because there's a wonderful feeling there all the time, so tender. How did we finish it off? Yes, oh yes, I pulled him off into my handkerchief, pretending not to be excited. But I opened my legs. I wouldn't let him touch me inside my petticoat. I had a skirt opening up the side. I tortured the life out of him for his tickling him. I loved rousing that dog at the hotel. His eyes shut, and a bird flying below us. He was shy all the same. I liked him. Like that morning, I made him blush a little when I got over him that way. When I unbuttoned him and took his out and drew back the skin, it had a kind of eye in it. They're all buttons, men, down the middle, on the wrong side of them. Molly, darling, he called me. What was his name? Jack, Joe, Harry Mulvey was it? Yes, I think a lieutenant he was. Rather fair. He's a laughing kind of a voice. So I went around to the, what you call it? Everything was what you call it. Moustache had he. He said he'd come back. Lord, it's just like yesterday to me. And if I was married, he'd do it to me. And I promised him, yes, faithfully, I'd let him block me. Now, flying, perhaps he's dead or killed, or a captain or admiral. It's nearly twenty years. <laughs> if I said Fir Tree Cove, he would. If he came up behind me and put his hands over my eyes to guess who. <laughs> I might recognize him. He's young still, about forty. Perhaps he's married some girl on the Blackwater and is quite changed. They all do. They haven't half the character a woman has. She little knows what I did with her beloved husband before he ever dreamt of her. In broad daylight, too, in the sight of the whole world, you might say. They could have put an article about it in the Chronicle. I was a bit wild after, when I blew out the old bag the biscuits were in from Benedy Bruss and exploded it. Thought, what a bang, all the woodcocks and pigeons screaming coming back the same way that we went, over Middle Hill, round by the old guard house and the Jews' burial place, pretending to read out the Hebrew on them. I wanted to fire his pistol, he said he hadn't one. He didn't know what to make of me, with his peak cap arm that he always wore crooked as often as I settled it straight. HMS Calypso, swinging my hat that old bishop that spoke off the altar his long preach about women's higher functions, about girls now riding the bicycle and wearing peak caps and the new woman bloomers. God sent him sense and me more money. I suppose they're called after him. I never thought that'd be my name, Bloom, when I used to write it in print to see how it looked on a visiting card or practicing for the butcher and oblige M. Bloom. You're looking blooming, Josie used to say after I married him. Well, it's better than Breen or Briggs does. Brigg Are those awful names with bottom in them? Mrs. Ram's bottom, or some other kind of a bottom? Mulvey. Wouldn't go mad about either. I suppose I divorced a Mrs. Boylan. My mother, whoever she was, might have given me a nicer name. The Lord knows after the lovely one she had, Lunita Laredo. The fun we had running along Willis Road to Europa Point, twisting in and out all round the other side of Jersey. They were shaking and dancing about my blouse, like Millie's little ones now when she runs up the stairs. I love looking down at them. I was jumping up at the pepper trees and the white poplars, pulling the leaves off and throwing them at him. He went to India. He was to write. The voyages those men have to make to the ends of the world and back. It's the least they might get a squeeze or two at a woman while they can, going out to be drowned or blown up somewhere. I went up Windmill Hill to the flat that Sunday morning with Captain Rubio's that was dead, spyglass like the sentry had. He said he'd have one or two from on board. I wore that frog from the B. Marché Paris and the coral necklace. The straits shining. I could see over to Morocco almost. The Bay of Tangier white and the Atlas mountain with snow on it and the straits like a river, so clear. Harry. Molly, darling, I was thinking of him on the sea all the time after at mass when my petticoat began to slip down at the elevation. Weeks and weeks I kept the handkerchief under my pillow for the smell of him. There was no decent perfume to be got in that Gibraltar, only that cheap pot de span that faded and left a stink on you more than anything else. I wanted to give him a memento, he gave me that clumsy ring for luck that I gave Gardiner going to South Africa where those boars killed him with their war and fever. But they were well beaten all the same as if it brought its bad luck with it like an opal or pearl. Must have been pure sixteen carat gold because it was very heavy. I can see his face clean-shaven. Wrong from that train again. Weeping tone. Once in the dear dead days beyond recall. Close my eyes. Breath. My lips forward. Kiss. Sad look. Eyes open. Piano. Ere all the world's the mist began... I hate that ispeg. Comes love, sweet song. I let that out full when I get in front of the footlights again. Kathleen Carney and her lot of squealers. Miss this, Miss that, Miss the other. Lot of sparrow farts skidding around talking about politics they know as much about as my backside. Anything of the world to make themselves some way interesting. Irish homemade beauties. Soldier's daughter am I? Aye. And whose are you? "'Bootmakers and publicans, I beg your pardon, coach. "'I thought you were a wheelbarrow.' "'They'd die down dead off their feet "'if ever they got a chance of walking down the Alameda "'on an officer's arm like me on the band night. "'My eyes flash, my bust, that they haven't. "'Passion. "'God help their poor head. "'I knew more about men and life when I was fifteen "'than they all know at fifty. "'They don't know how to sing a song like that.' Gardner said no man could look at my mouth and teeth smiling like that and not think of it. I was afraid he mightn't like my accent first. He's so English. All father left me in spite of his stamps. I've my mother's eyes and figure anyhow, he always said. They're so snotty about themselves, some of those cads. He wasn't a bit like that. He was dead gone on my lips. Let them get a husband first that's fit to be looked at and a daughter like mine or see if they can excite a swell with money that can pick and choose whoever he wants, like boiling to do it four or five times locked in each other's arms. Or the voice, either. I could have been a prima donna, only I married him. Comes love, old deep down, chin back, not too much, make it double. My lady's bar is too long for an encore, about the moated granger, twilight and vaulted rooms. Yes, "'I'll sing winds that blow from the south "'that he gave after the choir-stairs' performance. "'I'll change that lace on my black dress "'to show off my bobs, and i "'Yes, by God, I'll get that big fan mended, make them burst with envy. "'My hole is itching me always when I think of him. "'I feel I want to. "'I feel some wind in me. "'Better go easy, not wake him. "'Have him at it again, "'slobbering after washing every bit of myself, "'back, belly, and sides.' We'd even have a bath itself or my own room. Anyway, I wish he'd sleep in some bed by himself with his cold feet on me, give us room even to let a fart go to do the least thing. Better, yes, hold them like that a bit on my side. Piano, quietly. Sweet. There's that train. Far away. Pianissimo. Eee. One more. That was a relief. Whatever you be, let your wind go free. Who knows if that pork chop I took with my cup of tea after was quite good, with the heat. I couldn't smell anything off it. I'm sure that queer-looking man in the pork butchers is a great rogue. I hope that lamp is not smoking, fill my nose up with smuts. Better than having him leaving the gas on all night. I couldn't rest easy in my bed in Gibraltar, even getting up to sea. Why am I so damn nervous about that? Though I like it in the winter, it's more company. Oh, Lord, it was rotten cold, too, that winter when I was only about ten, was I? Yes, I had the big doll with all the funny clothes, dressing her up and undressing... That icy wind skidding across from those mountains, the something Nevada, Sierra Nevada, standing at the fire with a little bit of a short shift I had up to heat myself. I love dancing about in it then make a race back into bed. I'm sure that fellow opposite used to be there the whole time, watching with the lights out in the summer, and I and my skin hopping around. I used to love myself then, stripped at the washstand, dabbing and creaming only when it came to the chamber performance I put out the light too so then there were two of us (sighs) goodbye to my sleep for this night anyhow I hope he's not going to get in with those medicals leading him astray to imagine he's young again coming in at four in the morning it must be if not more still he had the manners not to wake me what do they find to gabber about all night "'squandering money and getting drunker and drunker. "'Couldn't they drink water? "'Then he starts giving us his orders for eggs and tea, "'finned and haddy and hot-buttered toast. "'I suppose we'll have him sitting up like the king of the country, "'pumping the wrong end of the spoon up and down in his egg, "'wherever he learned that from. "'And I love to hear him falling up the stairs of a morning "'with the cups rattling on the tray, "'and then play with the cat.' she rubs up against you for her own sake I wonder how she flees she's as bad as a woman always licking and lecking but I hate their claws I wonder do they see anything that we can staring like that when she sits at the top of the stairs so long and listening as I wait always what a robber too that lovely fresh place I bought I think I'll get a bit of fish tomorrow or today is it Friday? Yes, I will. With some blamange with blackcurrant jam, like long ago. Not those two-pound pots of mixed plum and apple from the London and Newcastle. Williams and Woods goes twice as far. Only for the bones. I hate those eels. Cod. Yes, I'll get a nice piece of cod. I am always getting enough for three, forgetting. "'Anyway, I'm sick of that everlasting butcher's meat from Buckley's, "'loin chops and leg beef and rib-steak and scrag of mutton and calf's pluck. "'The very name is enough. "'Or a picnic. "'Suppose we all gave five shillings each and, or let him pay, "'and invite some other woman for him, who? "'Mrs Fleming. "'And drive out to the furry glen or the strawberry beds. "'We'd have him examining all the horses' toenails first like he does with the letters.' "'No, not with boiling there. "'Yes, with some coal, veal and ham mixed sandwiches. "'There are little houses down at the bottom of the banks there on purpose, "'but it's as hot as blazes,' he says. "'Not a bank holiday. "'Anyhow, I hate those ruck of Marianne coal boxes. "'Out for the day. "'Whitmond is a cursed day too. "'No wonder that bee bit him. "'Better the seaside.' "'But I'd never again in this life get into a boat with him "'after him at Bray telling the boatman he knew how to row. "'If anyone asked could he ride the steeplechase for the gold cup, he'd say yes. "'Then it came on to get rough, the old thing crookeding about, "'and the weight all down my side, telling me to pull the right reins, "'now pull the left, and the tide all swamping and floods in through, "'through the bottom, and his oar slipping out of the stirrup. "'It's a mercy we weren't all drowned. "'He can swim, of course, me, no.' "'There's no danger whatsoever. Keep yourself calm. "'In his flannel trousers. "'I'd like to have tattered them down often before all the people "'and give him what that one calls flagellate till he was black and blue. "'Do him all the good in the world. "'Only for that long-nosed chap. I don't know who he is. "'With that other beauty, Burke, out of the City Arms Hotel, "'was there spying around as usual on the slip, "'always where he wasn't wanted. "'If there was a row on, he'd vomit a better face. "'There was no love lost between us. That's one consolation.' "'I wonder what kind is that book he brought me? "'Sweets of Sin by a Gentleman of Fashion. "'Some other Mr. de Kock. "'I suppose the people gave him that nickname, "'going about with his tube from one woman to another. "'I couldn't even change my new white shoes, "'all ruined with the salt water, "'and the hat I had with that feather, "'all blowy and tossed on me. "'How annoying and provoking. "'Because the smell of the sea excited me, of course.' The sardines and the bream in Catalan Bay, round the back of the rock. They were fine, all silver in the fishermen's baskets. Old Luigi, near a hundred they said, came from Genoa, and the tall old chap with the earrings. I don't like a man you have to climb up to go get at. I suppose they're all dead and rotten long ago. Besides, I don't like being alone in this big barracks of a place at night. "'I suppose I'll have to put up with it.' "'I never brought a bit of salt in, even when we moved, in the confusion. "'Musical Academy was going to make on the first-floor drawing-room, "'with a brass plate, or Bloom's Private Hotel,' he suggested. "'Go and ruin himself altogether the way his father did down in Ennis. "'Like all the things he told father he was going to do, and me, "'but I saw through him.' "'telling me all the lovely places we could go for the honeymoon, "'Venice by moonlight with the gondolas, "'and the Lake of Como he had a picture cut out of some paper of, "'and mandolins and lanterns. "'Oh, how nice,' I said. "'Whatever I liked he was going to do immediately, if not sooner. "'Will you be my man? Will you carry my can?' "'He ought to get a leather medal with a putty rim for all the plans he invents.' Then leaving us here all day. You never know what old beggar at the door for a crust with his long story. Might be a tramp and put his foot in the way to prevent me shutting it. Like that picture of that hardened criminal he was called in Lloyd's Weekly News. Twenty years in jail. Then he comes out and murders an old woman for her money. Imagine his poor wife or mother or whoever she is. Such a face you'd run miles away from. "'I couldn't rest easy till I bolted all the doors and windows to make sure. "'But it's worse again being locked up like a prison or a madhouse. "'They ought to be all shot or the cat of nine tails. "'A big brute like that that would attack a poor old woman to murder her in her bed. "'I'd cut them off so I would.' "'Not that he'd be much use. Still better than nothing.' The night I was sure I heard burglars in the kitchen and he went down in his shirt with a candle and a poker as if he was looking for a mouse, as white as a sheet, frightened out of his wits, making as much noise as he possibly could for the burglars' benefit. There isn't much to steal, indeed, the Lord knows. Still, it's the feeling, especially now with Millie away. Such an idea for him to send the girl down there to take photographs on account of his grandfather... "'instead of sending her to Scary's Academy, where she'd have to learn, "'not like me getting all at school. "'Only he'd do a thing like that, all the same on account of me and Boylan. "'That's why he did it, I'm certain. "'The way he plots and plans everything out. "'I couldn't turn round with her in the place lately unless I bolted the door first. "'Gave me the fidgets coming in without knocking first. "'When I put the chair against the door, "'just as I was washing myself there below with a glove... "'Get on your nerves. "'Then doing the log, lady, all day, "'put her in a glass case with two at a time to look at her. "'If he knew she broke off the hand off that little gimcrack statue "'with her roughness and carelessness before she left, "'that I got that little Italian boy to mend "'so that you can't see the joint for two shillings, "'wouldn't even team the potatoes for you. "'Of course, she's right not to ruin her hands.' I noticed he was always talking to her lately at the table, explaining things in the paper, and she pretending to understand. Sly, of course, that comes from his side of the house, and helping her into her coat. But if there was anything wrong with her, it's me she tell, not him. He can't say I pretend things, can he? I'm too honest, as a matter of fact. I suppose he thinks I'm finished out and laid on the shelf. while well, I'm not, known or anything like it. "'We'll see. Well, we'll see now. "'She's well on for flirting, too, with Tom Devan's two sons, "'imitating me whistling, "'with those romps of Murray girls calling for her. "'Can Milly come out, please? "'She's in great demand, to pick what they can out of her, "'round in Nelson Street, riding Harry Devan's bicycle at night. "'It's as well he sent her where she is. "'She was just getting out of bounds, "'wanting to go on the skating rink "'and smoking their cigarettes through their nose.' "'I smelt it off her dress when I was biting off the thread off the button I sewed onto the bottom of her jacket. "'She couldn't hide much from me, I tell you. "'Only I oughtn't have stitched it and it on her. It brings a parting. "'And the last plum pudding to split in two halves, see, it comes out no matter what they say.' "'Her tongue is a bit too long for my taste.' Your blouse is open too low, she says to me, the pan calling the kettle black bottom, and I had to tell her not to cock her legs up like that on show on the windowsill before all the people passing. They all look at her, like me when I was her age. Of course any old rad looks well on you then. A great touch me not to in her own way, at the only way in the theatre royal. Take your foot away out of that, I hate people touching me. "'afraid of her life, I'd crush her skirt with the pleats. "'A lot of that touching must go on in theatres in the crush in the dark. "'They're always trying to wiggle up to you. "'That fellow in the pit at the gaiety for Beerbum tree in Trilby. "'The last time ever I'll go there to be squashed like that for any Trilby or her Beerbum. "'Every two minutes tipping me there and looking away.' "'He's a bit daft, I think. "'I saw him after trying to get near two stylish-dressed ladies "'outside Switzer's window, at the same little game. "'I recognised him on the moment, the face and everything, "'but he didn't remember me. "'And she didn't even want to kiss me at the broadstone going away. "'Well, I hope she'll get someone to dance attendance on her the way I did when she was done with the mumps, "'her glands swollen. "'Where's this and where's that?' "'Of course she can't feel anything deep yet.' I never came properly till I was, what, twenty-two or so. It went into the wrong place always, only the usual girl's nonsense and giggling. That Connie Connolly writing to her in white ink on black paper, sealed with sealing wax. Though she clapped when the curtain came down, because he looked so handsome. Then we had Martin Harvey for breakfast, dinner and supper. I thought to myself afterwards, it must be real love if a man gives up his life for her that way for nothing. I suppose there are a few men like that left. It's hard to believe in it, though, unless it really happened to me. The majority of them are with not a particle of love in their natures. To find two people like that nowadays, full up of each other, that would feel the same way as you do. They're usually a bit foolish in the head. His father must have been a bit queer to go and poison himself after her. "'Still, poor old man, I suppose he felt lost. "'Always making love to my things, to the few old rags I have. wanting to put her hair up at fifteen. "'My powder, too, only ruin her skin and her. "'She's time enough for that all her life after. "'Of course she's restless, knowing she's pretty, with her lips so red. "'A pity they won't stay that way. "'I was, too.' "'But there's no use going to the fair with the thing, "'answering me like a fishwoman "'when I asked to go for half a stone of potatoes. "'The day we met Mrs. Joe Gallagher at the trotting matches "'and she pretended not to see us in her trap "'with Friary the Solicitor, we weren't grand enough. "'Till I gave her two damn fine cracks across the ear for herself. "'Take that now for answering me like that, "'and that for your impudence. "'She had me that exasperated, of course, contradicting. "'I was bad-tempered too, because... "'How was it?' "'There was a weed in the tea. "'Or I didn't sleep the night before. "'Cheese I it was it? "'And I told her over and over again "'not to leave knives crossed like that. "'Because she has nobody to command her,' "'as she said herself. "'Well, if he doesn't correct her faith, I will.' "'That was the last time she turned on the tear tap. "'I was just like that myself. "'They dare not order me about the place. "'It's his fault, of course, "'having the two of us slaving here "'instead of getting in a woman long ago.' am I ever going to have a proper servant again? Of course then she'd see him coming and I'd have to let her know or she'd revenge it. Aren't they a nuisance? That old Mrs Fleming, you have to be walking round after her, putting the things into her hands, sneezing and farting into the pots. Well, of course she's old. She can't help it. A good job I found that rotten old smelly dishcloth that got lost behind the dresser. I knew there was something. "'and opened the window to let out the smell, "'bringing in his friends to entertain them. "'Like the night he walked home with a dog, if you please, "'that might have been mad. "'Especially Simon Dedla's son. "'His father such a criticiser, with his glasses up, "'with his tall hat on him at the cricket match, "'and a great big hole in his sock, one thing laughing at the other. "'And his son that got all those prizes "'for whatever he won them in the intermediate. "'Imagine climbing over the railings if... "'Anybody saw him that knew us. "'Wonder he didn't tear a big hole in his grand funeral trousers, "'as if the one nature gave wasn't enough for anybody. "'Hawking him down into the dirty old kitchen now, "'is he right in his head, I ask. "'Pity it wasn't washing day. "'My old pair of drawers might have been hanging up too "'on the line on exhibition, for all he'd ever care, "'with the iron mould mark the stupid old bundle burned on them. "'He might think was something else. "'And she never even rendered down the fat, I told her. And now she's going such as she was, on account of her paralysed husband getting worse. There's always something wrong with them. Disease, or they have to go under an operation, or if it's not that, it's drink. Andy beats her. I'll have to hunt round again for someone. Every day I get up, there's some new thing on. Sweet God, sweet God. Well, when I'm stretched out dead in my grave, I suppose I'll have some peace. "'I want to get up a minute if I'm let. "'Wait. Oh, Jesus, wait. "'Yes, that thing has come on me. Yes. "'Now wouldn't that afflict you? "'Of course, all the poking and rouging and ploughing he had up on me. "'Now what am I to do? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. "'Wouldn't that pester the soul out of a body? "'Unless he likes it. Some men do. "'God knows there's always something wrong with us.' Five days every three or four weeks, usual monthly auction. "'Isn't it simply sickening? "'That night it came on me like that, "'the one and only time we were in a box "'that Michael Gunn gave him to see Mrs. Kendall and her husband at the gaiety, "'something he did about insurance for him, drimmies. "'I was fit to be tied, though I wouldn't give in, "'with that gentleman of fashion staring down at me with his glasses "'and him the other side of me talking about Spinoza and his soul.' That's dead, I suppose, millions of years ago. "'I smiled the best I could, all in a swamp, "'leaning forward as if I was interested, "'having to sit it out then to the last tag. "'I won't forget that wife of Scarly in a hurry, "'supposed to be a fast play about adultery. "'That idiot in the gallery hissing the woman. "'Adulteress!' he shouted. "'I suppose he went and had a woman in the next lane, "'running round all the backways after to make up for it.' I wish he had what I had, then he'd boo. I bet the cat itself is better off than us. Have we too much blood up on us or what? Oh, patience above, it's pouring out of me like the sea. Anyhow, he didn't make me pregnant as big as he is. I don't want to ruin the clean sheets, the clean linen I wore brought it on too. Damn it, damn it. And they always want to see a stain on the bed to know you're a virgin for them. Oh, that's troubling them. "'are such fools, too. "'You could be a widow "'or divorced forty times over. "'A daub of red ink would do. "'Or blackberry juice. "'No, that's too purpley. "'Oh, Jamesy, "'let me up out of this poo, "'sweets of sin. "'Who ever suggested "'that business for women? "'What between clothes "'and cooking and children? "'This damned old bed "'too jinkling like the Dickens. "'I suppose they could hear us "'away over the other side "'of the park "'till I suggested "'to put the quilt on the floor.' "'with the pillow under my bottom. "'I wonder is it nicer in the day. "'I think it is. "'Easy. "'I think I'll cut all this hair off me there, "'scalding me. "'I might look like a young girl. "'Wouldn't he get the great suck in "'the next time he turned up my clothes on me? "'I'd give anything to see his face. Where is the chamber gone? "'Easy. "'I've a holy horror of it breaking under me "'after that old commode.' "'I wonder was I too heavy sitting on his knee? "'I made him sit on the easy chair purposely "'when I took off only my blouse and skirt first in the other room. "'He was so busy where he oughtn't to be he never felt me. "'I hope my breath was sweet after those kissing comforts. "'Easy. "'God, I remember one time I could scout it out straight "'whistling like a man almost. "'Easy. Oh, Lord, how noisy.' I hope there are bubbles on it for a wad of money from some fellow. I'll have to perfume it in the morning. Don't forget. I bet he never saw a better pair of thighs than that. Look how white they are. The smoothest place is right there between this bit here. How soft, like a peach. Easy. God, I wouldn't mind being a man and get up on a lovely woman. "'Lord, what a row you're making. "'Like the Jersey lily. "'Easy. "'Oh, how the water's come down at Lahore.' "'Who knows? "'Is there anything the matter with my insights, "'Or have I something growing in me "'getting that thing like that every week? "'When was it last I... Whit Monday. "'Yes, it's only about three weeks. "'I ought to go to the doctor.' Only it would be like before I married him, when I had that white thing coming from me, and Flowie made me go to that dry old stick Dr. Collins for women's diseases on Pembroke Road. "'Your vagina,' he called it. "'I suppose that's how we got all the gilt mirrors and carpets, "'getting round those rich ones off Stephen's Green, "'running up to him for every little fiddle-faddle, her vagina and her cutch and china. "'They've money, of course, they're, so they're all right.' "'I wouldn't marry him, not if he was the last man in the world. "'Besides, there's something queer about their children, "'always smelling around those filthy bitches all sides. "'Asking me if what I did had an offensive odour. "'What did he want me to do but the one thing? "'Gold, maybe. "'What a question. "'If I smathered it all over his wrinkly old face for him "'with all my compliment, I suppose he'd know then. "'And could you pass it easily?' "'Ah, oh, what I thought he was talking about the Rock of Gibraltar, the way he puts it. "'That's a very nice invention, too, by the way. "'Only I like letting myself down after in the hole as far as I can squeeze "'and pull the chain then to flush it. "'Nice, cool, pins and needles. "'Still there's something in it, I suppose. "'I always used to know by Millie's when she was a child whether she would worms or not. "'Still all the same, paying him for that. "'How much is that, Doctor?' one guinea please, and asking me had I frequent omissions. Where do those old fellows get all the words they have?
0: Omissions?
1: With his short-sighted eyes on me cock sideways, I wouldn't trust him too far to give me chloroform or God knows what else. Still, I liked him when he sat down to write the thing out, frowning so severe, his nose intelligent like that you be damned your lying strap, or anything, no matter who, except an idiot.' "'He was clever enough to spot that, of course. "'That was all thinking of him and his mad, crazy letters. "'My precious one, everything connected with your glorious body, "'everything underlined that comes from it is a thing of beauty and of joy forever. "'Something he got out of some nonsensical book that he had me always at myself, four or five times a day sometimes.' And I said, I hadn't. Are you sure? Oh, yes, I said, I am quite sure, in a way that shut him up. I knew what was coming next. Only natural weakness. It was he excited me, I don't know how. The first night ever we met, when I was living in Rehoboth Terrace, we stood staring at one another for about ten minutes, as if we met somewhere. I suppose on account of my being Jewess-looking, after my mother... He used to amuse me the things he said with a half sleuthering smile on him, and all the Doyle said he was going to stand for a Member of Parliament. Oh, wasn't I the born fool to believe all his blather about home rule and the land league, sending me that long stroll of a song out of the Huguenots to sing in French to be more classy, au beau pays de la truene, that I never even sang once, explaining and rigmaroling about religion and persecution. He won't let you enjoy anything naturally. Then, mighty as a great favour, the very first opportunity got a chance in Brighton Square, running into my bedroom, pretending the ink got on his hands, to wash it off with the Albion milk and sulphur soap I used to use, and the gelatin still rounded. <laughs> oh, I laughed myself sick at him that day. I'd better not make an all-night sitting on this affair. They ought to make chambers a natural size so that a woman could sit on it properly, he kneels down to do it. I suppose there isn't an in all creation another man with the habits he has. Look at the way he's sleeping at the foot of the bed. How can he without a hard bolster? It's well he doesn't kick, or he might knock out all my teeth breathing with his hand on his nose, like that Indian god he took me to show one wet Sunday in the museum in Kildare Street, all yellow in a pinafore, lying on his side on his hand, with his ten toes sticking out that he said was a bigger religion than the Jews and our lords both put together, all over Asia. Imitating him, as he's always imitating everybody. I suppose he used to sleep at the foot of the bed, too, with his big square feet up in his wife's mouth. Damn, this stinking thing, anyway. Where's this, those napkins? Ah, ah yes, I know. I hope the old press doesn't creak. Ah, I knew it would. He's sleeping hard. "'Had a good time somewhere. "'Still she must have given him great value for his money. "'Of course he has to pay for it from her. "'All this nuisance of a thing. "'I hope they'll have something better for us in the other world. "'Tying ourselves up, God help us. "'That's all right for tonight. "'Now the lumpy old jingly bed "'always reminds me of old Cohn. "'I suppose he'd scratched himself in it often enough. And he thinks father bought it from lord napier that i used to admire when i was a little girl because i told him easy piano oh i like my bed god here we are as bad as ever after 16 years how many houses were we in at all raymond terrace and ontario terrace and lombard street and hollis street And he goes about whistling every time we're on the run again, his Huguenots or the Frogs march, pretending to help the men with our four sticks of furniture. And then the City Arms Hotel. Worse and worse, says Warden Daly. That charming place on the landing, always somebody inside praying, then leaving all their stinks after them. Always know who was in there last, every time. We're just getting on right and something happens or he puts his big foot in it, Toms and Heelys and Mr. Cuffs and Drimmies. Either he's going to be run into prison over his old lottery tickets that was to be all our salvations, or he goes and gives impudence. We'll have him coming home with a sack soon out of the Freeman too, like the rest, on account of those sinner Fane or the Freemasons. Then we'll see if the little man he showed me dribbling along in the wet all by himself round by Cody's Lane will give him much consolation that he says is so capable and sincerely Irish. He is indeed, judging by the sincerity of the trousers I saw on him. Wait. There's George's church bells. Wait. Three quarters they are. Wait. Two o'clock. Well, that's a nice hour of the night for him to be coming home at to anybody. Climbing down into the area, if anybody saw him. I'll knock him off that little habit tomorrow. First I look at his shirt to see. Or I'll see if he has that French letter still in his pocketbook. I suppose he thinks I don't know. Deceitful men, all their twenty pockets aren't enough for their lies. Then why should we tell them, even if it's the truth? They don't believe you. Then tucked up in bed. Like those babies in the aristocrat's masterpiece he brought me another time. As if we hadn't enough of that in real life without some old aristocrat or whatever his name is disgusting you more with those rotten pictures. Children with two heads and no legs, that's the kind of villainy they're always dreaming about. With not another thing on their empty heads. You know, to get slow poison the half of them then tea and toast for him buttered on both sides and new-laid eggs. I suppose I'm nothing any more when I wouldn't let him lick me in Holland Street one night. Man, man, tyrant as ever for the one thing. He slept on the floor half the night naked, the way the Jews used when somebody dies belonged to them, and wouldn't eat any breakfast or speak a word wanting to be petted. So I thought I stood out enough for one time and let him. "'He does it all wrong, too, thinking only of his own pleasure. "'His tongue is too flat, or I don't know what. "'He forgets that we... then I don't. "'I'll make him do it again if he doesn't mind himself "'and lock him down to sleep in the coal cellar with the black beetles. "'I wonder, was it her? "'Josie, off her head with my cast-offs. "'He's such a born liar, too. "'No, he'd never have the courage with a married woman.' "'That's why he wants me and Boylan. "'Though as for her Dennis, as she calls him, "'that forlorn-looking spectacle. "'You couldn't call him a husband. "'Yes, it's some little bitch he's got in with. "'Even when I was with him, with Milly at the college races, "'that horn-blower with a child's bonnet on the top of his knob "'let us in by the back way, "'he was throwing his sheep's eyes at those two doing skirt duty up and down. "'I tried to wink at him first. No use, of course.' And that's the way his money goes. This is the fruits of Mr. Paddy Dignam. Yes, they were all in great style at the grand funeral in the paper Boylan brought in. If they saw a real officer's funeral, that'd be something. Reversed arms, muffled drums, the poor horse walking behind in black. El Boom and Tom Kernan. That drunken little barley man that bit the bit off his tongue falling down the men's WC, drunk in some place or other. And Martin Cunningham, and the two Daedaluses, and Fanny McCoy's husband, Whitehead head of cabbage. Skinny thing with a turn in her eye, trying to sing my songs. She'd want to be born all over again. And her old green dress with the low neck as she can't attract them any other way, like dabbling on a rainy day. I see it all now, plainly, and they call that friendship. Killing, and then burying one another. And they all with their wives and families at home. More especially Jack Parr, keeping that barmaid he does. Of course, his wife is always sick, or going to be sick, or just getting better of it. And he's a good-looking man still, though he's getting a bit grey over the years. They're a nice lot, all of them. Well, they're not going to get my husband again into their clutches, if I can help it. "'making fun of them then behind his back. "'I know well when he goes on with his idiotics, "'because he has sense enough not to squander "'every penny-piece he earns down their gullets "'and looks after his wife and family. "'Good for nothings. "'Poor Paddy Dignam all the same. "'I'm sorry, in a way, for him. "'What are his wife and five children going to do "'unless he was insured?' "'Comical little teetotum, always stuck up in some pub corner, "'and her or her son waiting. "'Bill Bailey, won't you please come home? "'Her widow's weeds won't improve her appearance. "'They're awfully becoming, though, if you're good-looking. "'What men!' "'Wasn't he? "'Yes, he was, at the Glen Cree dinner. "'And Ben Dollard, bass tone, "'the night he borrowed the swallowtail to sing out of in Hollis Street,' "'squeezed and squashed into them "'and grinning all over his big dolly face "'like a well-whipped child's body. <laughs> "'Didn't he look a balmy bollock, sure enough? "'That must have been a spectacle on the stage. "'Imagine paying five shillings in the preserve seats for that. "'To see him! "'And Simon Dedalus, too. "'He was always turning up half-screwed, "'singing the second verse first. "'The old love is the new was one of his. "'So sweetly sang the maiden on the hawthorn bough. He was always on for flirtifying, too, when I sang Maritana with him at Freddie Mayer's private opera. He had a delicious, glorious voice. Phoebe, dearest, goodbye, sweetheart. He always sang it, not like Bartell Darcy's sweet, tart goodbye. Of course, he had the gift of the voice, so there was no art in it. All over you like a warm shower bath. Oh, Maritana, wildwood flower. We sang splendidly. So it was a bit too high for my register, even transposed. "'And he was married at the time to May Goulding. "'But then he'd say or do something to knock the good out of it. "'He's a widower now. "'I wonder what sort is his son. "'He says he's an author and going to be a university professor of Italian, "'and I'm to take lessons. "'What is he driving at now, showing him my photo? "'It's not good of me. "'I ought to have got it taken in drapery. "'That never looks out of fashion.' "'Still, I look young in it. "'I wonder he didn't make him a present of it altogether. "'And me, too. After all, why not? "'I saw him driving down to the Kingsbridge station with his father and mother. "'I was in mourning. That's eleven years ago now. "'Yes, he'd be eleven. "'The what was the good in going into mourning for what was neither one thing nor the other? "'Of course he insisted. Go into mourning for the cat. "'I suppose he's a man now by this time.' "'He was an innocent boy then and a darling little fellow "'in his Lord Fauntleroy suit and curly hair "'like a prince on the stage when I saw him at Matt Dillon's. "'He liked me too, I remember. "'They all do. "'Wait. "'By God, yes, wait, yes, hold on. "'He was on the cards this morning when I laid out the deck. "'Union with a young stranger, neither dark nor fair, you met before. "'I thought it meant him, but he's no chicken or a stranger either.' Besides, my face was turned the other way. What was the seventh card after that? The ten of spades for a journey by land. Then there was a letter on its way, and scandals too. The three queens and the eight of diamonds for a rise in society. Yes, wait, it all came out, and two red eights for new garments. Look at that. And didn't I dream something too? Yes, there was something about poetry in it. I hope he hasn't long, greasy hair hanging into his eyes or standing up like a red Indian. What do they go about like that for, only getting themselves in the portrait laughed at? I always liked poetry when I was a girl. First I thought he was a poet like Byron, and not an ounce of it in his composition. I thought he was quite different. I wonder, is he too young? He's about... Wait. Eighty-eight I was married. Eighty-eight. Millie is fifteen yesterday, eighty-nine. What age was he then at Dillon's? Five or six about. Eighty-eight. I suppose he's twenty or more. I'm not too old for him if he's twenty-three or twenty-four. I hope he's not that stuck-up university student sort. No, otherwise he wouldn't go sitting down in the old kitchen with him, taking Epps's cocoa and talking. Of course he pretended to understand it all. Probably told him he was out of Trinity College. He's very young to be a professor. I hope he's not a professor like Goodwin was. He was a patent professor of John Jemison. They all write about some woman in their poetry. Well, I suppose he won't find many like me who are softly sighs of love, the light guitar, where poetry's in the air, the blue sea and the moon... Shining so beautifully, coming back on the night boat from Tarifa. The lighthouse at Europa Point. The guitar that fellow played was so expressive. Will I never go back there again? All new faces. Two glancing eyes, a lattice head. I'll sing that for him. They're my eyes, if he's anything of a poet. Two eyes as darkly bright as love's own star. Aren't those beautiful words as love's young star? It'll be a change the Lord knows to have an intelligent person to talk to about yourself. Not always listening to him and Billy Prescott's ad and Keyes's ad and Tom the Devil's ad. Then, if anything goes wrong in their business, we have to suffer. I'm sure he's very distinguished. I'd like to meet a man like that. God, not those other rooks. Besides, he's young. Those fine young men I could see down in Margate Strand bathing place from the side of the rock, standing up in the sun naked like a god or something, and then plunging into the sea with them. Why aren't all men like that? There'd be some consolation for a woman. Like that lovely little statue he bought. I could look at him all day long. Curly head and his shoulders. His finger up for you to listen. There's real beauty and poetry for you. I often felt I wanted to kiss him all over, also his lovely young cock. There, so simply. I wouldn't mind taking him in my mouth if nobody was looking, as if it was asking you to suck it, so clean and white he looked with his boyish face. I would, too, in half a minute, even if some of it went down. What is it, only gruel or the dew? There's no danger. Besides, he'd be so clean, compared with those pigs of men I suppose never dream of washing it from one year's end to the other the most of them. Only that's what gives the women the mustaches. I'm sure it'll be grand if I can only get in with a handsome young poet at my age. I'll throw them the first thing in the morning till I see if the wish card comes out. Or I'll try pairing the lady herself and see if he comes out. "'I'll read and study all I can, or learn a bit off by heart. "'If I knew who he likes, so he won't think me stupid. "'If he thinks all women are the same and I can teach him the other part, "'I'll make him feel all over him till he half faints under me. "'Then he'll write about me, lover and mistress, "'publicly too, with our two photographs and all the papers when he becomes famous.' but then what am I going to do about him, though? No, that's no way for him. Has he no manners, nor no refinement, nor no nothing in his nature? Slapping us behind like that on my bottom because I didn't call him Hugh? The ignoramus that doesn't know poetry from a cabbage. That's what you get for not keeping them in their proper place. Pulling off his shoes and trousers there on the chair before me, so barefaced. "'without even asking permission, "'and standing out that vulgar way in the half of a shirt they wear, "'to be admired, like a priest or a butcher "'or those old hypocrites in the time of Julius Caesar. "'Of course he's right enough in his way to pass the time as a joke. "'You might as well be in bed with what? With a lion? "'God, I'm sure he'd have something better to say for himself An old lion would. "'Oh, well, I suppose it's because they were so plump and tempting "'in my short petticoat he couldn't resist.' "'They excite myself sometimes. "'It's well for men all the amount of pleasure they get off a woman's body "'were so round and white for them always. "'I wished I was one myself for a change, "'just to try with that thing they have swelling up on you so hard "'and at the same time so soft when you touch it. "'My Uncle John has a thing long,' "'I heard those corner boys saying, passing the corner of Maribone Lane, "'my Aunt Mary has a thing hairy.' "'because it was dark and they knew a girl was passing. "'Didn't make me blush. Why should it, either? "'It's only nature. "'And he puts his thing long into my aunt Mary's, hairy etc. "'And turns out to be you put the handle in a sweeping brush. "'Men again all over. "'They can pick and choose what they please. "'A married woman or a fast widow "'or a girl for their different tastes, "'like those houses round behind Irish Street. "'No.' "'But we're to be always chained up. "'They're not going to be chaining me up, no damn fear, "'once I start, I tell you, for stupid husband's jealousy. "'Why can't we all remain friends over it instead of quarrelling? "'Her husband found it out, what they did together, well, naturally. "'And if he did, can he undo it? "'He's coronado anyway, whatever he does. "'And then he going to the other mad extreme about the wife and fair tyrants.' Of course the man never even casts a second thought on the husband, or wife either. It's the woman he wants, and he gets her. What else will we be given all those desires for, I'd like to know? I can't help it if I'm young still, can I? It's a wonder I'm not an old shriveled hag before my time, living with him, so cold, never embracing me except sometimes when he's asleep, the wrong end of me, not knowing, I suppose, who he has. "'Any man that'd kiss a woman's bottom, I'd throw my hat at him after that. "'He'd kiss anything. Unnatural. Well, "'We haven't one atom of any kind of expression in us, "'all of us the same two lumps of lard. "'Before ever I do that to a man, pfff, the dirty brutes, "'the mere thought is enough. "'I kiss the feet of you, senorita. "'There's some sense in that.' "'Didn't he kiss our hall door?' "'Yes, he did.' What a madman. Nobody understands his cracked ideas but me. Still, of course, a woman wants to be embraced twenty times a day almost, to make her look young, no matter by who, so long as to be in love or loved by somebody. If the fellow you want isn't there, sometimes, by the Lord God, I was thinking, would I go round by the quays there some dark evening where nobody'd know me, and pick up a sailor off the sea that'd be hot on for it, and not care a pin whose I was, only do it off up in a gate somewhere. Or one of those wild-looking gypsies in Rathfarnham had their camp pitched near the Bloomfield Laundry to try and steal our things if they could. I only sent mine there a few times for the name, Model Laundry, sending me back over and over some old one's old stockings. That blackguard-looking fellow with the fine eyes peeling a switch attack me in the dark and ride me up against the wall without a word. Or a murderer. Anybody. "'What they do themselves, the fine gentlemen in their silk hats. "'That K.C. lives up somewhere this way, "'coming out of Hardwick Lane the night he gave us the fish supper "'on account of winning over the boxing match. "'Of course, it was for me he gave it. "'I knew him by his gaiters and the walk, "'and when I turned round a minute after just to see, "'there was a woman after coming out of it too, some filthy prostitute. "'Then he goes home to his wife after that.' Only I suppose the half of those sailors are rotten again with disease. Oh, move over your big carcass out of that, for the love of Mike. Listen to him. The wind that waft my sighs to thee. So well he may sleep and sigh, the great suggestor Don pulder de la Flora. If he knew how he came out on the cards this morning, he'd have something to sigh for. A dark man in some perplexity, between two sevens sevens two in prison for well, Lord knows what he does that I don't know. And I'm to be slooching around down in the kitchen to get his lordship his breakfast while he's rolled up like a mummy. Will I, indeed. Did you ever see me running? I'd just like to see myself at it. Show them attention and they treat you like dirt. I don't care what anybody says. It'd be much better for the world to be governed by the women in it. You wouldn't see women going and killing one another and slaughtering. "'When do you ever see women rolling around drunk like they do? "'Or gambling every penny they have and losing it on horses?' "'Yes, because a woman, whatever she does, she knows where to stop.' "'Sure they wouldn't be in the world at all only for us. "'They don't know what it is to be a woman and a mother. "'How could they? "'Where would they, all of them, be "'if they hadn't all a mother to look after them?' "'But I never had.' "'That's why I suppose he's running wild now out at night away from his books and studies "'and not living at home, on account of the usual rowy house, I suppose. "'Well, it's a poor case that those that have a fine son like that, they're not satisfied. "'And I? None. "'Was he not able to make one? "'It not my fault we came together when I was watching the two dogs up and her behind "'in the middle of the naked street. "'That disheartened me altogether.' I suppose I oughtn't to have buried him in that little woolly jacket I knitted, crying as I was, would give it to some poor child. But I knew, well, I'd never have another. Our first death, too, it was. We were never the same since. Oh, I'm not going to think myself into the glooms about that any more. I wonder why he wouldn't stay the night. I felt all the time it was somebody strange he brought in, instead of roving around the city meeting God knows who, night walkers and pickpockets. His poor mother wouldn't like that if she was alive. Ruining himself for life, perhaps. Still, it's a lovely hour, so silent. I used to love coming home after dances, the air of the night. They've friends they can talk to, we've none. Either he wants what he won't guess or it's some woman ready to stick her knife in you. I hate that in women. No wonder they treat us the way they do. We are a dreadful lot of bitches. I suppose it's all the troubles we have makes us so snappy. I'm not like that. He could easily have slept in there on the sofa in the other room. I suppose he was as shy as a boy, he being so young, hardly twenty, of me in the next room. He'd have heard me on the chamber. Out of what harm? Daedalus, I wonder. It's like those names in Gibraltar. Della Paz, Della Grazia. They had the devil's queer names there. Father Vial Plana of Santa Maria that gave me the rosary. Rosales E. O'Reilly in the Calle lasiete Revueltas and Pacimbo And Mrs. Opiso in Governor Street. Oh, what a name. I'd go and drown myself in the first river if I had a name like her. <gasps> my. And all the bits of streets, paradise ramp, and bedlam ramp, and Roger's ramp, and Crutchett's ramp, and the devil's gap steps. Well, small blame to me if I am a harem scarum. I know I am a bit. I declare to God I don't feel a day older than then. I wonder could I get my tongue round any of the Spanish. ¿Cómo está usted? Muy bien, gracias y usted. See, I haven't forgotten it all I thought I had only for the grammar. A noun is the name of any person, place, or thing. Pity I never tried to read that novel, cantankerous Mrs. Rubio Lent Me, by Valera, with the questions in it all upside down, the two ways. I always knew we'd go away in the end. I can tell him the Spanish, and he can tell me the Italian. Then he'll see I'm not so ignorant. What a pity he didn't stay. I'm sure the poor fellow was dead tired and wanted a good sleep badly. I could have brought him his breakfast in bed with a bit of toast, so long as I didn't do it on the knife for bad luck. Or if the woman was going her rounds with the watercress. And something nice and tasty. There are a few olives in the kitchen he might like. I never could bear the look of them in Elbrini's. I could do the criada. The room looks all right since I changed it the other way. You see, something was telling me all the time. I'd have to introduce myself, not knowing me from Adam. Very funny, wouldn't it? I'm his wife. Or pretend we were in Spain with him half-awake without a God's notion where he is. Dos huevos estriados, senor. Lord, oh, the crack things come into my head sometimes. It'd be great fun supposing he stayed with us. Why not? There's the room upstairs empty, and Millie's bed in the back room. He could do his writing and studies at the table in there, for all the scribbling he does at it. And if he wants to read in bed in the morning like me, as he's making the breakfast for one, he can make it for two, I'm sure. I'm not going to take in lodges off the street for him if he takes a gazebo of a house like this. I'd love to have a long talk with an intelligent, well-educated person. I'd have to get a nice pair of red slippers, like those Turks with the Fez used to sell. Or yellow. And a nice semi-transparent morning gown that I badly want. Or a peach-blossom dressing jacket, like the one long ago in Walpole's, only eight-and-six or or eighteen-and-six. I'll just give him one more chance. I'll get up early in the morning—I'm sick of Cohen's old bed in any case— "'I might go over to the markets to see all the vegetables and cabbages and tomatoes and carrots "'and all kinds of splendid fruits, all coming in lovely and fresh. "'Who knows who'd be the first man I'd meet. "'They're out looking for it in the morning. "'Maybe Dillon used to say they are. "'And the night, too. "'That was her mass going. "'I'd love a big juicy pear now to melt in your mouth, "'like when I used to be in the longing way. "'Then I'll throw him up his eggs.' and tea in the moustache cup she gave him, to make his mouth bigger, I suppose. He'd like my nice cream, too. I know what I'll do. I'll go about rather gay, not too much singing, a bit now and then, Miva Pieta Mazzetto. Then I'll start dressing myself to go out, Presto non son più forte. I'll put on my best shift and drawers, let him have a good eyeful out of that to make his Mickey stand from. i let him know that's what he wanted, that his wife is fucked, yes, and damn well fucked too, up to my neck nearly, not by him, five or six times hand-running. There's the mark of his spunk on the clean sheet. I wouldn't bother to even iron it out. That ought to satisfy him. If you don't believe me, feel my belly. Unless I made him stand there and put him into me. I have a mind to tell him every scrap I make him do it in front of me. Serve him right. It's all his own fault if I am an adulteress, as the thing in the gallery said. Oh, much about it, if that's all the harm ever we did in this vale of tears. God knows us not much. Doesn't everybody, only they hide it. I suppose that's what a woman's supposed to be there for, or he wouldn't have made us the way he did, so attractive to men. "'Then if he wants to kiss my bottom, I'll drag open my drawers and bulge it right out in his face as large as life. "'He can stick his tongue seven miles up my hole as he's there, my brown part. "'Then I'll tell him I want one pound, or perhaps thirty shillings. "'I'll tell him I want to buy underclothes. "'Then if he gives me that, well, he won't be too bad. "'I don't want to soak it all out of him like other women do.' I could often have written out a fine cheque for myself and write his name on it for a couple of pounds, a few times he forgot to lock it up. Besides, he won't spend it. i let him do it off on me behind, provided he doesn't smear all my good drawers. Oh, I suppose that can't be helped. I'll do the indifferent, one or two questions. I'll know by the answers. When he's like that, he can't keep a thing back. I know every turn him. "'I'll tighten my bottom well "'and let out a few smutty words, smell rump or lick my shit "'or the first mad thing comes into my head. "'Then I'll suggest about... "'Yes, oh, wait now, Sonny, my turn is coming. "'I'll be quite gay and friendly over it. "'But I was forgetting this bloody pest of a thing. "'You wouldn't know which to laugh or cry were such a mixture of plum and apple. "'No, I'll have to wear the old things.' "'So much the better. It'll be more pointed. "'He'll never know whether he did it or not. "'There. That's good enough for you. "'Any old thing at all. "'Then I'll wipe him off, just like a business, his omission. "'Then I'll go out. "'I'll have him eyeing up at the ceiling. Where is she gone now? "'Make him want me. "'That's the only way. <sighs> "'A quarter after what?' An unearthly hour. I suppose they're just getting up in China now, combing out their pigtails for the day. We'll soon have the nuns ringing the Angelus. They've nobody coming in to spoil their sleep except an odd priest or two for his night office. The alarm clock next door at Cockshout clattering the brains out of itself. Let me see if I can doze off. One, two, three. Four, five. What kind of flowers are those they invented, like the stars? The wallpaper in Lambert Street was much nicer. The apron he gave me was like that, something. Only I only wore it twice. Better lower this lamp and try again, so as I can get up early i go to Lambs there beside Finlaters and get them to send us some flowers to put about the place in case he brings them home tomorrow. Today, I mean. No, no, Friday's an unlucky day. First, I want to do the place up. Some way the dust grows in it, I think, while I'm asleep. Then we can have music and cigarettes. I can accompany him. Oh, first I must clean the keys of the piano with milk. What'll I wear? Shall I wear a white rose? Or those fairy cakes in Lipton's. I love the smell of a rich big shop. At sevenpence halfpenny a pound. Or the other ones with the cherries in them and the pinky sugar, elevenpence a couple of pounds. Of course, a nice plant for the middle of the table. I'd get that cheaper in. Wait, where's this? I saw them not long ago. I love flowers. I'd love to have the whole place swimming in roses. God of heaven, there's nothing like nature. The wild mountains, then the sea and the waves rushing, then the beautiful country with fields of oats and wheat and all kinds of things, and all the fine cattle going about that would do your heart good to see. Rivers and lakes and flowers, all sorts of shapes and smells and colours, springing up even out of the ditches, primroses and violets. Nature it is. "'As for them saying there's no God, "'I wouldn't give a snap of me two fingers "'for all their learning. "'Why don't they go and create something? "'I often asked him. "'Atheists, or whatever they call themselves, "'go and wash the cobbles off themselves first. "'Then they go howling for the priest and they dying. "'And why? Why? "'Because they're afraid of hell "'on account of their bad conscience. "'Ah, yes, I know them well. "'Who was the first person in the universe "'before there was anybody that made it all? "'Who? Ah?' That they don't know. Neither do I, so there you are. They might as well try to stop the sun from rising tomorrow. The sun shines for you, he said, the day we were lying among the rhododendrons on Hoth Head, in the grey tweed suit and his straw hat, the day I got him to propose to me. Yes, first I gave him the bit of seed cake out of my mouth, and it was leap year like now. Yes, sixteen years ago. My God, after that long kiss, on you, I your lost my breath. Yes, he said, I was a flower of the mountain. Yes, so we are, flowers, all a woman's body. Yes, that was the one true thing he said in his life, and the sun shines for you today. Yes. "'That was why I liked him, because I saw he understood or felt what a woman is, "'and I knew I could always get round him, and I gave him all the pleasure I could, "'leading him on till he asked me to say yes. "'And I wouldn't answer first, only looked out over the sea and the sky. "'I was thinking of so many things he didn't know of. "'Mulvey and Mr. Stanhope and Hester and Father and old Captain Groves "'and the sailors playing All Birds Fly, and I say stoop and washing up dishes they called it on the pier and the sentry in front of the governor's house with the thing round his white helmet poor devil half roasted and the Spanish girls laughing in their shawls and their tall combs and the auctions in the morning the Greeks and the Jews and the Arabs and the devil knows who else from all the ends of Europe and Duke Street and the Fowl market all clucking outside lobby Sharon's and the poor donkeys slipping half asleep and the vague fellows in the cloaks, asleep in the shade and the steps, and the big wheels of the carts, of the bulls, and the old castle thousands of years old. Yes, and those handsome moors all in white, and turbans like kings, asking you to sit down in the little bit of a shop, and Rhonda, with the old windows of the Posadas, glancing eyes a lattice hid for her lover to kiss, the iron and the wine-shops half open at night, and the castanets, And the night we missed the boat at Algeciras. The watchman going about serene with his lamp. And oh, that awful deep-down torrent, oh. And the sea, the sea, crimson, sometimes like fire. and The glorious sunsets. And the fig trees in the Alameda Gardens. Yes and all the queer little streets, and pink and blue and yellow houses, and the rose gardens, and the jessamine, and the geraniums, and cactuses, and Gibraltar as a girl where I was a flower of the mountain. Yes, when I put the rose in my hair like the Andalusian girls used. Or shall I wear red? "'Yes,' and how he kissed me under the Moorish wall, "'and I thought, well, as well him as another, "'and then I asked him with my eyes to ask again. "'Yes,' and then he asked me, would I? "'Yes,' to say, yes, my mountain flower, "'and first I put my arms round him, yes, "'and drew him down to me so he could feel my breasts all perfume, yes, "'and his heart was going like mad, yes, I said, yes, I will, yes!'
0: You've been listening to the RTE Players complete production of Ulysses by James Joyce recorded in 1982 The narrators were Conor Farrington, Peter Dix Brendan Caldwell, Aidan Grinnell Thomas Studley and Deirdre O'Mara Leopold Bloom was played by Ronnie Walsh, and Peg Monaghan played Molly Bloom. Patrick Dawson played Stephen Dedalus, Jerry McCardle played Buck Mulligan, and Brendan Caldwell, Mr. Deasy. Seamus Ford played Miles Crawford, Jim Reed, Bantam Lyons and Eamon Keane was Simon Dedalus. Lawrence Foster played Haynes, Colette Proctor, Miss Deuce, and Barbara McCaughey played Miss Kennedy. Gerald Fitzmahony was Nosey Flynn. Brandon O'Dool was Ben Dollard and Dennis Staunton played Ned Lambert. Liam O'Callaghan played WB Murphy. Brendan Conroy was Cyril Sargent and Colum Hefferin played Colum. Marcella O'Reardon played Zoe Higgins. Eileen Colgan, Bella Cohen and Owen White played John Henry Newman. Catherine Brennan played The Nymph, Christopher Casson was Virag, and Nassani Outrecon played Old Gummy Granny. Joan Plunkett played Stephen's mother, Daphne Carroll played Mrs Yelverton Barry, and Kate Minogue played Sissy Caffrey. Joe Taylor played Alf Bergen, and Ivan Hanley played The Gaffer. Professor McHugh was played by Dennis Brennan, and Jack O'Brien performed Simon Dedalus's song. All other parts were played by members of the company. The text consultant was Roland McHugh. Sound supervision was by Marcus MacDonald. Mihal O'Hay was the executive producer. The director was William Stiles. The head of drama and variety at RTE in 1982 was PJ O'Connor. Thanks to Jim Manning, David Timpson, Eric Threlfall... Robert Canning, Elizabeth Kerwin, Chris Swift, Brian Rice, Pearl Quinn, Nigel Wheatley, Mark Hennessy, Dorina Gallagher, Shane Kelleher, Laura Beatty, Anne Marie O'Callaghan, Breed Dooley, Liam Wiley, Rajiv Chatterjee, Ellen Leonard, Connor Sweeney, Eleanor Bloheen, Maria Buckley, Joseph Hoban, Derek O'Connor, Shane Murphy, and Jim Jennings Special thanks to the Lannan Foundation the National Library of Ireland the James Joyce Centre and RTE Archives You can find additional supporting and educational material at rte.ie forward slash Ulysses The Drama on One production team for this podcast are Garetti Slaven, Aidan Matthews Kevin Brew Janney Lanagon and Kevin Reynolds. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds.